talking about balls. <laughs>
but it's so early in the year and it's an eye injury. I, I feel like don't risk it. I wonder what that feels like inside the inside your lid, like eyelid cut. Like they said basically that his eye was swollen and bleeding and it was just Jesus nasty. Christ. He was practicing today and wearing um protective eyewear, which I assume he's gonna wear going. Is forward. he gonna rock the goggles this year? For I'm couple, guessing he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to do season. some sort of protection so they can't poke the, him in the, the eye. Kareem again. goggles, <laughs> those dirty ass. Canadians, you know, it's funny watching eye. watching this team play, and I, I think I texted you the other night, and I was like, "Jesus, Mitchell's so good." But the the fact that this offense just looks like they're having fun, um, they're in they're relaxed on the court, even though it's an intense game. They look relaxed, they're they're organized, they're just they're just having fun out there, and it's just it's just a breath of fresh air to turn on a game in Cleveland and be like, "This is fun to watch." So basketball is a sport where uh, coaching really matters in basketball. I sure. think. Um, obviously you can have all the talent in the world. If you're not coached well, it's not going to matter to much. JB Bickerstaff, what he can do with this young team, he has everybody buying in. What's really crazy to me is we're, we've only played three games. Game four is actually starting right now, tipping off at seven o'clock. The Cavaliers are taking on the Orlando magic today. Um, they, they, they're this young team and it's, they're two and one Donovan Mitchell came in and everybody said, this kid's great, right? Stud all-star caliber player. One flaw. Doesn't play a lot of defense. Yeah. So far, he's played really well on the defensive end of the I, ball. I thought so, too. I mean, he's locked down some people. He's he's kind of taken command of that court. I mean, I know. And that's something that you and I talked yeah. about when they initially traded for Donovan Mitchell. I, I said to you, I, I'm like, you know, his knock is defense. And I said, but maybe coming here, seeing everybody else hustling on defense, putting an emphasis on defense, listening to J.B. Bickerstaff, you're going to have defense coming out the wazoo right and donovan mitchell he's playing fucking defense it's, yeah it's, it's nice it, it's crazy i know that he's had to step up these last two games with garland out he's kind of taking control like he's like the commander the quarterback on the on the court which i'm not nothing against garland i hope that it stays that way when garland comes back i think <laughs> garland's more of a, a role player type person anyways um i i think that mitchell needs to have that command of the you know not the command of the ball but the command of what's going on in the flow of the court yeah. Because that's been happening these last two games, and look what's happening. Like every, the ball's moving, moving the the defense is locking down. The players are having fun. The players are listening to what needs to be going on. And I think uh, JB Bickerstaff is actually running an offense that fits to what's on the court. And I think you said it too that he was. I don't know if he's lost in in Utah or whatever, but um, I don't know. Maybe this is a better fit for him. You know, a better team fit for him. It seems like so far, which is wild because Utah is actually a surprise team so far this year. And everybody thought that they. I mean, it's early, so let's not get carried away, but. Um, him leaving Utah, everybody thought they're going to gut the team. They're, they're moving on. They didn't want these all-stars. Yeah. They're doing really well. And then you have Donovan Mitchell come here and looks like a, he looks like the same player. That's even better. Right. Which is what I like. We have an upgraded version and we have him right. for the foreseeable future because he's young. He's still under contract. Um, he's fitting in great with this team. I love it. Uh, as, as to what you were saying about Garland, um, I think Garland's going to be, he's a huge key to the team. Sure. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, I think he's going to really come in handy when we start facing better opponents. Like, sure. I think Friday, if I'm not mistaken, we take on Boston, which is not going to be an easy task at all. Right. Um, and in and, and these other games, you hope to have Garland in that game because you need that secondary scoring option because they're really good at defense on Boston. So their main objective is going to be to shut down Donovan Mitchell as best as possible. They're going to put um, Jason Tatum on them. They're going to put Jalen Brown. <laughs> they're going to put Marcus Smart. They have these great defenders that can guard uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. And that's where you would need a Darius Garland. You would need a Garland to come in and score and kind of be that extra guy. Now we don't really have that without Garland on the court because uh, I've seen a lot of complaints from people early. It's, it's We've played three Wait, games. Wait, hold on. Is, There's people complaining about the Cavs? Cleveland fans, of all people, <sighs> complaining. Um, the crazy thing is that they 
they're bitching about Evan Mobley and they're basically making it out like Evan Mobley, like they're, they're wondering what's wrong with him essentially. Like what, why isn't he dominating games yet? Why isn't he doing this, doing that? And what I don't understand these fans, like he was, he missed most of the preseason with an ankle injury. He's still what 19 years old, 20 years old. He's young as shit going yeah. into year two. And they expect him three games into the season to be putting up MVP numbers. Like I know everyone going into the offseason is like, oh my God, you know, he's gonna make such leaps and bounds. And we have the second coming of a potential Kevin Garnett or Kevin Durant, sorry, um, with him. And it's like he, he give him time to grow. I mean, give him time to come into his own. He doesn't have to rush um his development right now. Honestly, what he is and who he is as a basketball player is perfectly fine for how this offense is gonna run. He's still a really good basketball player and he still has a lot of growing and he probably he's still going to be the future of this team. But who the fuck cares? Like, just enjoy what's going on. Enjoy the development. We have the youngest team in the NBA. Am I correct? One uh, of the I'm not 100, I would say one of I'm not. Yeah, so one of the youngest teams yeah. in the NBA and you're already this decent coming out the gates. If you my, my prediction, but my projection, we haven't got into it, but I, I think they're going to finish top four in the East. You know, yeah, sure. And that's and that's that's a huge win from over what you thought maybe. You know, they could have been, you know, had they not traded for Mitchell this year. You right. Know? So uh, just calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm with Dave. Dave said Mobley will be fine. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just I, I'm baffled that fans are already complaining. It's just crazy to me. We're two and one. This team looks like they're having a blast. <laughs> and there's still people that have to complain about it. We're in Cleveland. What do you expect? I mean, I just <laughs> it's starting to get to the point where I'm realizing that like Cleveland fans just there's no pleasing this crowd. No, everybody expects someone to, it just to be perfect, like pristine win by 20, um, you know, throwing up monster numbers and everything. They expect this to be a perfect season because we got Mitchell like we're the second coming. Like they're already like crowning us. They want us to win champion. We're not going to win the championship this year, folks. I'm sorry. The East is a very stacked division or conference. I'm sorry. Uh, you got a lot of good teams to go through. Um, you got some surprising teams so far that are coming out, too. This is a very interesting early, it's early year. It's early. Yeah, but there's a lot of good teams that come through on the East. So calm the fuck down. You know, just give it some time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving what I'm watching from this Cavaliers team. Like I said, they're fun. Uh, they're energetic today. JB Bickerstaff made a little change to the lineup, and he's actually going with Dean Wade in the starting lineup because he's signed, been playing an, so signed well. an extension um, yeah. before the season started too. Mm -hmm. um, nice young core piece. I mean, from for a bench player. <laughs> My only complaint with the Cavs is I'm fucking tired of having to watch it on Bally Sports. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Bally Sports needs to figure their shit out. Uh, that is ridiculous. I hate that I have to open up a separate app. I am. Uh, I have to log into somebody else's thing because it's not available with YouTube TV. It's a pain in the dick. It really is. It's annoying. It's it's the most annoying thing having to go and close an app, open it up, watch it, and then close it. That's the only thing I use it for is was the Guardians and now the and the Cavs and that's it. Like I want to be able to flip through channels. I want to be able to be on like um, Hulu. I use Hulu Live. I know you use what YouTube TV. Yep. But I want to be able to flip back and forth between games. You know, I can't do that. No, and it's infuriating too because like there's times where I'll forget that that the game's on and this happened with the guardians as well i would forget that there's a game on and i want to turn it on and i'm like i'm like all right cool let me turn on bally's and then everyone's tweeting about like a fucking rally or something like that and then i want to scream because i have to sit through this fucking the same miller light commercial advertisement <laughs> that they play every single time does it make you want to go one. drink uh miller light no it actually makes me want to never drink miller light again and i don't mind miller light but it makes me want to boycott them <laughs> just because i'm so fucking sick of that commercial it's 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 annoying i hope they fix that i hope they make a better deal with the cable companies or something or just put it back on on hulu or youtube tv just get the fuck away from valley that's my only complaint my only complaint as a C cleveland fan is the way we have to fucking watch this team I would agree with that. It's it's garbage. Uh, at this point, you would think that Dan Gilbert would look into what the Dolans did with the Guardians and kind of make maybe he should make his own channel. Yeah, like 
You right. own the Cavaliers. Make your own network yep. and make it available to Cleveland because your ratings are going to go through the roof. Uh, people in Cleveland watch Cleveland sports more than almost any city in the world. Um, That's a proven fact. It's been statistically proven. Yeah, like we have nothing else to do. Usually when sports are on, especially basketball, it's the middle of winter. What the fuck else are we going to do? Go out and shovel or sit inside and watch the Cavaliers. Let us get access to that game. Right. Oh, man, I like shoveling, though. It's fun. Or, yeah, they could sign with Redline. I, I'd be fine. I don't care. I just want them on anything, but I want to be able to just go to it and watch it. No subscriptions needed. No signing in. No this and that. Just give me a fucking game. I want to be able to watch it. Yeah. That's all I ask for. Yeah. But other than that, though, I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's young. It's no, a young I'm, season. I'm loving it. Um, you're loving the McDonald's commercial over there. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm, I'm loving, loving the Cavaliers this season. Um, they're fucking Mick Good. They're, I'm, I'm excited. They're probably going to beat the <laughs> shit out of the Magic today. As they should. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that is a young core team too. They're very young as well. Um, they're but young, but they're they, not they haven't put talented. it together yet. No, yeah, they're they're yeah. bad still. They're very bad. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Darius Gar Darius Garland got poked in the eye. Um, I mean, just a devastating blow for Week One. Um, they showed that thing on TV. There was a replay in the Canadian network, and I mean, it was just a raw wound, and it was fucking. It was nasty. Uh, but crisis averted. Uh, could have been way worse. Yeah. That's, that's the number one thing when I heard because yeah. we were doing the show last week when that happened. So I'm driving home and I'm like, I was listening to the game. I was driving with Tim. I'm like, where the fuck is Darius Garland? Why haven't I heard his name? And then next thing you know, they're like, and Darius Garland left early with an eye injury. I'm like, fuck an eye injury. Like that's <laughs> season ending. He's going to come out here like uh, captain hook. And then I found out the they patch. just cut his eyelid. What's up, Dave? Go ahead and ask away my friend. Um, but yeah, they, they they're telling me that he's missing or out of the game, and I'm like, what the fuck? So finally I see it, and I saw that the the results came back. He's only supposed to miss, give or take, a week. And, again, should be back this weekend, hopefully Friday when we play Boston. That would be ideal because we're definitely going to need him. Um, Sunday night. I'm actually I'm out of town this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to be in New York. I'm getting back late Sunday night. Um, we're going to Niagara Falls, but on the New York side. Got to so. celebrate with his lady. It's our anniversary trip. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be gone this weekend, unfortunately. He's going to be, uh, you know, getting down. Brown, brown. Uh, yeah, if, probably if, not. If no. he has a voice, I mean, I don't know. He's uh, my. This is actually, it sounds like shit, but this is the best it's been since last Wednesday. So there you go. My nipples, that's what my voice is nip, sound nipples like. got hard again, Tim. Thanks. Always, <laughs> always key there. You know, uh, a couple years ago, I gave Tara the ring, and here we are <laughs> celebrating the anniversary. You, you speak that like such a true romantic husband. I am. I mean, she was pissed at me yesterday because I didn't I didn't wish her happy anniversary or like fast enough or something like that. Like I was at a seminar all day with my boss. So I'm sitting there watching this course with him. I'm not going to pull my phone out and be like, oh, let me just hang on. Text my you wife. Suck. You know, I'm trying to be professional. and like I'm in this seminar <laughs> and then she's bitching at me. Dave, I am busy Sunday. I apologize. My wife and I have plans that afternoon. Can't win with women. You just can't win. They're always taking up your time, as you can see. Um, my wife was mad enough. I literally high-fived my wife today on my way out the door to come here. So, yeah, I got a lot of making up to do when I get home tonight, I'm sure. That'll happen. <clears throat> um, but young season, let's get into it. So we talked yeah, about early, it the NBA. Bit. As we said, the Jazz, surprising team. Surprising. They are. I surprisingly couple, good, because there's just some surprisingly yeah. bad teams. The Jazz, right are, let's start with the good. Okay. We'll start with the good. Yes. So a couple, couple weird ones. The Jazz, have, obviously, as we mentioned, three and one. Another one, bit of an anomaly, I think. The Trailblazers. Yeah, they they're four and zero. They're the only uh, besides the Bucks. Isn't it the only? Are they, are they surprisingly good though? I mean, because the Trailblazers are kind of always there. Oh, uh, oh, damn! Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that, man. I wish I could. I just can't. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, man. Unfortunately, yeah, that sucks. 
You catch me on a weekend. I'm not even in the state. Unless they're floor seats. Hmm. And no, then, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, technically, if you gave you calf tickets, you could take Jess, and that helps you make up for. That's also very that's true. That's still spending no. time with her. Two birds with one stone. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> just call me Cupid, ladies and gentlemen. Don't judge the glasses, Robert. They're my prescriptions. He's wearing them in Vegas, too. It's yes. going to be very out of season because Halloween have, has come and passed. These are my new golf glasses, I see very clearly. Um, but so the Trailblazers, they're always in it, though. I mean, they're always, I mean, at the end of the season, they're always right there. I mean, I mean, yes, no, but last seed. year after trading CJ McCollum, you kind of assume that they're done. Yeah. They, they've got Dame Lillard. That's about it. Um, and here they are. I forgot the kid's name. It, it slipped my mind right now, but there was a kid who fucking went off the other night for them. Um, was he a rookie or was it someone he just signed? I believe it's a rookie. Uh, shit i forgot his name but he he like put on a clinic i mean yeah. he scored like most of their points at the end of the game was this just, against the lakers no i don't think it was i forgot who it was against but whatever game it was um he was the, whoever this guy was this is like the worst sports talk analyst i could give you i don't know their name i don't even know who simmons? They played. simmons that was it because lebron tweeted about him and was like that boy's going off that's who it was and uh excuse me he he was like fucking hitting lights out just three after three yeah. hitting everything he put up went in it was incredible honestly at least LeBron's consistent at something and it's tweeting not and the best part was LeBron enough. spelled his name wrong and then had to retweet it back and be like my bad you know what I meant like whatever I, I thought I found that funny um, but yeah you got you got them at four and zero oh. you've got uh, the Jazz at three and one and then you've got the bad oh <laughs> this is there's a lot of bad to talk yeah, about right a now. lot Again, of bad it's really early. So I'm not, don't hold me to this of like, it's oh, just not bad. It's just ugly bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have the Lakers, as we just mentioned, oh, and three <laughs> LeBron and it, right. Literally the I'm on ESPN.com right now. Like I always am. And the headline is Lakers might be the worst shooting team in NBA history is the headline right on the front of ESPN.com. They are not good. I mean, I think you would probably have a good chance of starting as a three in there. Cause you probably shoot better than half that team does. It, it says the Clippers are building a new arena but it's the other Los Angeles team that's laying bricks at a record pace. That's clever. <laughs> I really like that. That's good. That is ESPN. Kudos to you. I that's mean, what, funny. after game one, was it LeBron or someone came out and says, we just have no sharpshooters from outside. We have no yeah. shooters. I mean, 100%. And that's this day and age NBA. You need shooters. The Cavaliers had Darius Garland, a great shooter. What was our biggest bugaboo last year that everybody talked about? We needed that another lights out shooter. shooter yeah we got uh donovan mitchell that's exactly what we did yeah the lakers had russell westbrook who's a terrible shooter and what did they do in the offseason to get better nothing they didn't do shit they brought in more dinosaurs they Just brought in more literally, old guys on like old and expiring or not expiring but on like they, uh, they brought literal fossils into the locker room and they're, they're carbon dating and to see which one's older the players or the fossils they brought into the locker room because that fucking team is old as shit um, yeah they're it, it's I don't know. I mean, and he's watching LeBron play. LeBron does what LeBron does. I mean, he still scores. I mean, yeah, he's he's putting up great numbers. He's, no he's, knock on he's, LeBron. He's not the <clears throat> lights out shooter from the outside. Like he some well, he never really was, I guess. Yeah, but. LeBron's an alien. I mean, let's be honest. LeBron, <laughs> he doesn't age. He's still amazing, killing it. He just can't do this alone. I mean, he needs help. Uh, did you see? Uh, side note: Did you see the uh, the fan <laughs> talk shit to Russell the other night as he's walking out of the arena? No, I didn't. So he, Russell Westbrook's walking out of the arena, and the dude walks by. As I think is that I think it was actually in LA, and the dude's like, "You fucking suck!" And like Westbrook walks to the, the 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 tunnel, and then he like he steps backwards, and he looks like he's like, "What'd you say? What? What?" And nothing. I, if I was the fan, I would have laid more into him. Yeah, I'd been like, "You really fucking suck." But no, the fan was kept quiet, but it was hilarious. <laughs> Like what do you what are you I mean, gonna do? You can't argue. I, I will that. say Russ is fucking wild. So that's a guy he that he probably would have jumped your right jumped. Yeah, I would stands. probably 
I mean, I would I would have I would have like I would have calmly told him he sucked. Like if you yell like you suck, if he comes back and goes, what's that? I'd be like, oh, I was just saying you suck. Like I would just, <laughs> if you're polite about it, I wonder what he would do. I'd be like, oh, I was just saying you you're not you really suck. you're not really good at, at the game that you're paid to play. Yeah, and I would just be like, have a good one and yeah. just walk away. Like just if you're super nice, I wonder how he would react to that. Is he is he coming off the bench? I, I haven't really watched a Laker game. Is he actually coming off the bench? I mean, I know he's not um, playing. He hasn't I played the last two games. I honestly anything. don't know. But I, I thought that for sure that they had him on the bench coming off the bench. He I, I thought I, I read that somewhere that that was going to be a thing, but I don't know if they're actually yeah. sticking to it or if it was just a one-time decision. I honestly they, don't know. You should have cut ties with them in the offseason. So what, what else? They probably wanted to, but they couldn't. Yeah. Um, so you've got the 0-3 Lakers, which, mm. you know, they were bad last year, so it's not that surprising. Some teams that were good last year that aren't great. 76ers, 1-3. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that? You mean Mr. Shootout McGee um, uh, Harden's not pulling that team through? No, which is surprising because everybody said, you know, he looks like a new man. He's going to fit in great now. They have this chemistry. They're all ready to roll. And then, uh, oh, he blamed his hamstring injury coming off the bench. Russell Westbrook. I mean, that that, that team's a joke. That's It's a shamble. I I really feel bad. I love LeBron James. I hate seeing him like this. Um, Miami, a team that was a game away or in the, they were in the, the Eastern Conference Finals One last three. year. And they're one and three. You've got Dallas, who a lot of people pick with Luca to be MVP, to be contenders kind of in the West, one and two. You've got the defending champion Golden State Warriors at two and two. Got smoked yesterday by the Suns. Clay Thompson got his first career ejection. Damn, um, he was talking some mad shit too before he got walked out of that arena. I feel like, uh, don't get me wrong, Clay Thompson's a great player. I'm not knocking him, but like, I feel like the the talking shit about having rings thing is like, it's such a weak argument when you're on the Warriors because. Um, because if, if you had, uh, if you didn't have Steph Curry, you have he, zero. I don't believe he was active in two of those rings, was he? Uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, no, he was. He was active for all of them. No, he didn't play the one last time they won. No, two years ago when they won, I thought he was out with injury because he tore his ACL. He's been out one. Was it one, two seasons in a row? They didn't win any. Uh, after he got hurt, he got hurt in the Toronto series. Oh, and he was, and they okay, lost, right. and then they didn't win another championship until. I thought for sure that one of those he was hurt and he wasn't even <coughs> participating. No, that was because okay. they won three against the Cavs, and then they just got the one last year. So that's got that's it. all they got. Okay. But without, it's like Draymond Green. Draymond Green can never talk shit because without Steph Curry. Zero rings. And in the latest championship for the Golden State Warriors, it was they were better when Draymond Green wasn't on the floor. So it's one of those things of like talking shit about your rings is kind of like, I don't know, that's just a petty. And I'll be honest, I mean, him him versus Booker, I, I like watching <laughs> Booker play more than I like watching Clay Thompson. Exactly, I do too. Yeah, I mean, it's it sucks, but you have to go go to that level. But no, it was just funny him talking that much shit and then going to walk out of the arena. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. At I'm, the end of the day, it, it may only be the regular season, but they lost by 20 so plus out of those points. bad teams that you've mentioned, who are you not worried about? Who do you think is going to be in it at the end anyways? Um, I know it's still early. I, I If I had to give my two cents right off the bat, I think Golden State's going to be fine. I mean, yeah, for sure, Golden State will be fine. I think in the East, uh, I think the 76ers will turn it around. I think I, they'll be okay. I, I kind of I agree, but the ones I don't think is going to not say not turn it around, but I think it's going to be kind of mediocre the rest of the season is the Nets. I was I have them listed too. They're only one and two. Um, yeah, they're going to try to trade trade Draymond, but I, I wonder if the rest of the NBA, NBA sees through his bullshit. Oh, Draymond? Yeah, he's not a good. He's he's <coughs> an okay. He's an okay basketball player. You know, I have said it from the beginning of him being in the NBA and, and like progressing with the Warriors. I've said it a long time that I truly believe if he was drafted by any other team, he would be out of the NBA. He wouldn't have had a career because they made him. Yeah, the, the Nets have no defense, which is crazy because you have Ben Simmons, who's supposed to be one of the best defensive players in basketball. You've got <laughs> Kevin Durant, 
one of the best defensive players in basketball. He's trying a little too hard to lock people up. And, and their and team sucks. But I, I love it because after Kevin Durant uh, left to go to join Golden State and that cost the Cavaliers extra championships, in my opinion, he can go fuck himself forever. Um, so what happens first? Does um, Steve uh, get fired or do they trade Kevin? Uh, Steve Nash is going to get canned because they're going to look at the record and they're going to say that's a coaching issue. Yep. Okay. I thought maybe for sure they would just take that time to trade some people away. Coaches get fired. Players don't, most, you know, 99% of the time. Yeah, they don't have any size. That's what's going to kill them. Um, even then, I'm not expecting the Nets to go far and to win championships or anything like that, but I just think one and two, they've looked very lackluster. They haven't looked good at all. Um, yeah, we'll Draymond probably goes to the Lakers, honestly. You're right. I mean, but what's that going to do for the Lakers? Nothing. It's yeah, just yeah. going to... Speaking of getting guys that are horrible shooters, like Trayvon Green is the epitome of a terrible shooter. Like it actually makes their makes them worse if you add Draymond Green to that team, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean honestly, he wouldn't help at all. I mean, Draymond's hit some lucky shots over his career. Unfortunately, some of those shots came against us when we were playing him in the finals. But yeah. uh, he's not a he's not a consistently good player. He's just that he's just that big rough guy that you need down low sometimes, just to either talk the shit, get the elbows in there kick you in the groin once in a while but you know it happens so. he's not even like a like a dr jekyll and mr hyde kind of guy he's literally just he is who he is he's a bad shooter he he makes big mistakes he's a shit talker he's known to get a lot of technicals he hurts the team he um can't really can't create his own shot his assists come from him just dishing it off to some of the greatest three-point shooters in history um so I don't think he could bring much to the Lakers, no, in my opinion. I no. think that would be a bad move for them. I think it's just one of those things where he's friends with LeBron, and of course, you know, you know, he's done that show with LeBron in the offseason a lot, that HBO show that LeBron has. Yeah, the barbershop. Or so he's always called. on that show. So I think it's just one of those things where LeBron just kind of get him to come to the Lakers because, of course, I mean, just come play with me. I just bring all my friends with me. So, um, I mean, it'd be a stupid move if he did, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? I think the 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 Golden State Warriors would win without him no matter what. No, I think that they're they're to the point now because he wanted a big contract. They weren't willing to give it. I think that's pretty much writing on the wall that they're, without actually saying it, they're telling him to get out, yeah. you know, in he, my opinion. He punched his way into giving Poole a contract extension, so congratulations. Exactly. They, they realize, like, all right, Poole's going to win sixth man of the year. He's way better, way more impactful of a player than Draymond Green is. Right. Helped us actually win a championship last year. Why would we reward Draymond Green just for his longevity and tenure with the team? Right. Most right. teams, you, you don't do that. You either take what they offer and you're, you're appreciative and you're happy or you get selfish and then you turn into what Draymond Green is turning into. Yeah, fuck him. Go take and some I, more, I love to see it. Go take some more dick selfies on a plane. That's that's all, you, that's all you're good for. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. I hate him. <laughs> um, Wasn't even that big bit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we have reached the fun part of the show. Nope, where we talk nope, about the Browns. Nope, nope. We recap the we game. Skip this. Skip this I would point. like to. I feel like I need an exorcist after that game. Dude, I was so fucking pissed last week. I'm becoming more calm every week with the Browns and their losses. Um, I, basically, I just sit back and I go, Deshaun will be here soon. We're getting closer to Deshaun. That's honestly my saving grace right now. I just, every every single t thing, I think at the end of the game, I was just like, no, this is what's going to happen. They're going to fuck it up. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to have a fumble. They're going to interception. It's going to go. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just see it coming from, from a distance. I mean, every week it's a new nightmare. Every single game, something goes wrong that Ooh, fucks us. Good tie into the Halloween special. You like nightmare. that? I, like I actually, that. uh, okay. So I, I didn't tell anybody this. I didn't even tell Kyle. 
I have a, a bingo game basically going on. I, I wrote down a shitload of movies, horror movies. Nice. I'm trying to fit them in as naturally as possible. I'm checking off the ones that I say. So I'm playing my own horror game oh, bingo today. I didn't even know that, but I like that. Yep. Good, good so call in. If you guys catch it at home, keep track. I've been doing it all. So far, I've said Halloween, Scream, Alien, It, It Follows, Nope, Get Out, The Ring, Exorcist, Misery, Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde, and Raw. So for those of you keeping track at home, if you hear me mention a... I was wondering why the alien oh, comment a, a for LeBron nightmare. came out of nowhere, but that's okay. Yeah, it makes makes sense now. I like it. trying to do it. Hey, you better watch out. That's what I... I come here with these fucking names and these uh, games. I, I do things one. to keep myself happy and entertained. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into the game. I mean, it was, it was an interesting game to say the least. Browns got off to a hot start. Nick Chubb, touchdown. We get a field goal. We're up 10 to nothing. Perfectly scripted um, first drive of the play. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we went down and then uh, Baltimore stuffed the defense or the, the running attack a little bit, yep. um, made their little comeback. And then the Browns did what the Browns did or do. And they gave everybody hope. Yeah, they they stopped Lamar on defense. They actually played Lamar very well. I thought our defense looked the best it's looked all season. No question. I mean, no doubt about it. That was the best defensive performance. I would love to know why JOK only decides to play that well against uh, the from Baltimore. But um, it's like those games he plays against them, he looks amazing. And it's because of his role. That game, he is strictly put on. Spy, yeah. He is a spy for Lamar Jackson. And every other game, he's kind of doing his own thing. Right. And he's out of position. He's over, over pursuing, et cetera. Against Lamar Jackson, he knows I'm keeping my fucking eyes on this guy. And he's got the speed to match Lamar. And it really hurts Lamar. Yeah. As you can see, I mean, we made him look pretty human on Sunday. Uh, Mark Andrews, you're, you're tight on you. Oh, my God. Goose egg. Dude. Nothing. Could, would you have ever guessed that they would no. shut him out? No. Our linebackers are garbage. I, I, I looked at the halftime stat because I was the first half of the game. We were over just watching the game, having a good time. And um, the second I went to check my stats at halftime. I'm like, there's no way that he has no points right now. Yeah, no, he, I thought for sure he caught a bar or two out there. They did a really, really good job, yeah. honestly. It was our, our run defense again. The interior defensive line, we couldn't stop Gus Edwards. Um, they ran it right down the middle. I mean, that's to me, that's the telling sign that teams are doing, and Atlanta did the same thing. Teams are just running the ball right up the middle. It's no secret, and we have no answer. No defensive tackle, no linebackers, and let's be honest, Joe Johnson's been out of he's been make he's been taking the wrong fucking lines to the line for the goddamn last seven weeks of the season. If you go back and watch it all 22, there was a couple times where he was, the line he was on was just like three spots over from where he needed to be. And that's, he's done it all fucking year. Like, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know what's going on with the defense. I don't know if it's a communication thing. I know that was talked about a lot or if it's just a fucking just effort thing. This is fucking simple mistakes. The outside, the corners are doing their job. The middle is just a wide open Swiss cheese hole right now. And that was all without uh, Denzel Ward as well. I mean, he's still out with that concussion, which yeah. is starting to really worry me. If I can be honest, uh, he's what second game he's missed. This is that was the first, first. full game he left the and Chargers he hasn't practiced this week. Yet, hasn't right? practiced okay. still. So as of right now, he's still in concussion protocol, which means if he's not cleared by basically Friday, he's not playing on Monday. Right. And he's the guy that can defend Jamar Chase really well. Yeah. Without him on Monday night, things could get really ugly. And Ward has really good games against the Bengals. And he period. does. That's. I mean, he had a pick six last year. He plays Jamar Chase very well. Um, not having him on Sunday is huge. Honestly, I mean, that's that's any a update. Have we heard an update on him at all or no? Last, I, just all I've seen is he's still in concussion yeah. protocol. That was from Stefanski himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you have the game, and and I, I'll just get right to it. Special teams. Their special teams. Obviously, Harbaugh comes from. A special teams background. He was a special teams coordinator before he took the head coaching job with Baltimore. That's his expertise. Yep. Um, their special teams is not even close. It's it's so it's not even funny how much better they are than us. 
Um, I said last week, and this is a little bit of a defense to the coaching staff and to everybody in Cleveland. Um, they did sign Jakeem Grant with the sole intention of him fixing our return game. He was going to be our kick returner and our punt returner. And he is a all an all-star. He's a pro bowler at that. He was going to be that guy. Got hurt, tore his Achilles right in the preseason. Yeah, that was a box that they needed to check in the offseason. And, and I think they, they did a great it, job. Yeah, they, they checked it. That was a huge but move by Barry, but you can't control injuries. Injuries. So happen. everyone's holding that against them. Like I hear that's that's a really irritates me when I listen to the radio. Is there that you know, people bitch and moan and they're like, you know, how can they not fix the special teams? It's been years. And it's like, well, they tried. The guy got hurt. They literally did that. You can't hold this against them. Yeah. And it's, it, they've been really trying, like, you know, putting new people in that position to try it out. And oh, it, it's do. been a clusterfuck. It's, of been, just, it's just been a carousel of players. Of and people it's not I don't working. even know. Like, it's, it, it's random guy after random guy. I mean, even Rodgers right now. Well, Tim's got to try out next week. He needs it. I mean, yeah. I, I'd love him out there. Tim's going to be out there running, kick, kicking a pump ball. Pump if, you, ball. Uh, if you're free on Monday night, we could use you out there. <laughs> It's it's again. I just I can't hold that against them. They they tried. They did a they did address that issue with the best available person they could get. Yep. He got hurt. What do you want him to do? We signed him to what? What kind of contract we signed him to? I think it was like a two or three year contract. Okay, so, so hey, we're looking towards now again 2023. However, it's it's assuming <laughs> that I mean he's going to be okay. An Achilles injury is no joke. So you're expecting a guy who's known for speed and cuts to come back fully healthy right. after an Achilles injury. Easier said than done, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have. I mean, these athletes are freak athletes, anyways. I mean, they can make a they can make a, a nice, healthy return. Like with OBJ, this is his what third or second ACL surgery he's coming back from, and now if, he's if looking he at he's now he's looking still... to potentially try to sign with a, another winning team. What Kansas City has their eyes on him right now, I think. Yeah, there's some rumors out there, but honestly, I, I, I look at Kansas City's offense, and we'll get into it when we do the breakdown or the recap. But um, I don't, you don't think they need him? They need him? No, uh-huh. probably not. Juju's just, actually looking pretty good. They just beat the shit out of the Niners, who are known for good defense yeah. with Nicole Hardman, with uh, Juju. They really need Odell Beckham Jr. just to have him in potential drama. He, he's just ring chasing now, man. Just let him get another one. I don't blame one. him. I let mean, him get another one. If I'm coming off these those double injuries and knowing that my career's winding down, fuck it, I'm signing with the best team I can. You go out there, you catch one pass in the, in the Super Bowl, boom, you're done. I mean... Even if you don't catch anything, who cares? You still get that ring if you win. Who gives a fuck? I would take it as a guy on the bench. I don't care. I'm not too proud. We got some. We had some bad injuries this game too. Uh, Elliot done for the season. Um, uh, Phillips. Phillips. Sorry. Yeah, done Jacob for the Phillips season. done for the season. Yeah, uh, again another. Uh, uh, I think it's a pec tear. He did that last yeah. year too. Missed the whole season. IR, yeah. Uh, so his career in Cleveland is more than likely done. I think this is his third year. Uh, next year will be his final year on his contract if they even bother keeping him. I mean, he's proven. A, I, I, nothing against the kid. He's not very good yeah. when he plays. B, can't stay healthy. How long are you going to waste a roster spot on a guy that's not really doing anything? He can't stay on the field, and when he's on the field, he's not very good. What'd I say you, move on. What would you think about 54? Um, he looked pretty good. Deion Jones looked really good. I mean, I think he's still getting acclimated. He's still got to get his he was all conditioning. Over the, he's all over the place. I mean, he he made yeah. some good plays, some good tackles. I Absolutely. Mean, I, I was, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of him when he was with Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just on a bad team. Right. Kind of lost his, his will to to give effort when you're on a bad team. And I, I, I could understand that. Excuse me. Some people are wired to, um, they, they, they want to win. And and when their teams suck, it, it takes all their drive away. Like right. why would he keep going in and busting his ass every day when he has teammates that are half-assing, they're losing, they're a laughing stock, uh, certain players that probably wears on them. And it kind of seems like there was a mutual divorce coming between the, uh, Falcons and Deion Jones because they activated him from his injury. He played a little bit in the preseason. And then as soon as the season was getting ready to start, they put him back on the IR. 
just yeah. to keep him healthy, and then they traded him. So it was a mutual. Well, it's a good thing. thing he's on a two and what four, two and three team right now, two and four team because we're winners too. So it's okay. We're, we're two and five. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to make this team better than extra losses there that you forgot about. Um, <sighs> speaking of the Ravens, a big loss here. Um, the phantom call, <laughs> the phantom false start call on our game winning field goal attempt, fourth and six. For those of you that didn't watch it, because I did, and I, I see it when I fucking close my eyes. Um, I'm mean, laying in you bed. You didn't see that lineman that move on the left there? The the, the, the ghost? Yes, yeah, the no. ghost. It was very fitting. It should have been Monday night where the ghosts are out there playing because nothing fucking happened. Baltimore jumped off sides, uh, touched our lineman, and then because Harbaugh's yelling on the sideline like a fucking psycho, they overturned the call. I can't believe four refs got together, huddled up, talked about it for like five minutes. And then came to the decision that, oh, yeah, they moved. It, it's almost like because they were in a weird spot. They they threw the flag for the offside from the Ravens. And then Harbaugh's yelling at them, and they're going, shit, maybe somebody did move. Did you see it? And they're like, I didn't see anything. And they're like, well, we can't, we can't pick up the flag because clearly Baltimore did commit a penalty, so they can't just say there's no foul on the play, replay the right, down. Right. I, I, I almost feel like they, had, they were just like, fuck, what do we do? And they're like, false start. They, they panicked. I, and they, it completely fucked us because – it should have been move up to fourth and one where we probably would have went for it. Yeah, you run it then, probably. Well, never mind. It's Stefanski would have it's, passed. No, we would have ran. It's Jacoby Brissett. Fourth and one. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett's got like a 90%, 99% one, uh, Right, where he just falls forward. And That's it. Of- <laughs> we would just need one yard. Let Jacoby Brissett get it. And then you just run it with Nick Chubb till the clock's at like three seconds. You kick your game-winning field goal, and you're fucking done. Or your game tying, I'm sorry. Yeah, it would, have, it would have tied the game. Um, but no, I mean, it's what makes me laugh is like I want to see what the letter or the um, email that came to the Browns on Tuesday from the NFL officiating committee was. Uh, oops. Yeah, because as far as I I'm know, sorry, I don't think anything happened. I know Stefanski was asked, and he said he's waiting to hear from the league, and he wants to see. Um, I did see what Vrabel said. Vrabel's been he's talking mad shit. Oh, uh, he's been, has he been still uh, doing a reply all to everybody? On oh, yeah, he mornings? replied all. He's, he's doubling down on how, like, how bad it's getting. Oh, it's this. It, it's, it's embarrassing. Not I mean, just the Browns. The Browns, I mean, of course, it's biased, but I think we're getting fucked sometimes. It's, We've it's, had some go in our favor, though. But. I'm guessing it happens in most games. The problem is, obviously, we watch the Browns games religiously right. and, and very thoroughly. And when you see them fuck up a play like that, that's where you really kind of go. This is ridiculous. Like they cost us a game, even which the, they 100% did. Even the announcers were like, uh, I don't see anything. Yeah, they they talked to the the rules analyst or whatever. And even, I think it's Gene Sterator or whatever. And even Gene Sterator is like, yeah, guys, I, I didn't see anything. I really don't know. He's like, it, they can't call it on the center because you're allowed to like move the ball. Like that's totally legal. So yeah, you're allowed to, you're allowed to adjust the ball. And you're allowed like to look it, down. And you're allowed to look down. Like you're allowed yeah. those movements. He did all that. And they're like, yeah, there's nothing. Nobody did anything. You think about it though, just going in the future, that's not a bad idea. Sometimes to try to get people off sides. If you do move your head quickly. Yes and no. So you're allowed to do it. It's like the quarterback thing. Whereas a quarterback's allowed to do like, uh, uh, like a fake. But if he like shakes his whole body too much, they'll call a, a false start. Oh, really? Okay. There's like certain movements you have to do it in like a graceful manner kind of thing. Or oh, you will. have to be graceful in the NFL. You do. You have to be very Ooh, graceful. Very delicate, graceful <laughs> game we're playing. It's here. a very dainty league nowadays with just a bunch of fucking shitty refs that ruin games. So it's, that moves the ball back. We're now kicking a 60 yard field goal. Yep. 
And I don't know. It looked <laughs> it looked good coming off the leg. It did, but the problem is, is obviously the further <laughs> a field goal is, the lower you have to kick it. Yeah. So that makes you just way more susceptible to getting it blocked. And, and then I, someone tipped it. I'm right? guessing. I don't even know who blocked it. Mike. If I had to guess, it was Calais Campbell because that's what he does. Because he's a big six nine motherfucker. Yeah, he's big. He's known for blocking field goals. And you have, uh, again, this line drive kick that you have to go off because it's a long kick. And then Stefanski said after the game that. I don't know whose call it was. It's another one that's I find really funny about fans bitching about Stefanski. They're mad that apparently our special teams in a situation like that has the the placeholder move up one yard. So you're a little bit closer for that field goal. And they're saying that's what caused it to get blocked because we were up closer to the line by one yard. And they're like, whose idea was this? Was it Stefanski's? Like Stefanski's standing there on the sideline. He's like, let's kick the field goal. And he's like, hey, guys, let's try something different. He's got the tape measure out. He's, he's like, like, no, 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 let's Middle move of it. the game, let's try something different. They act like it's not something that this team practices and these guys are professionals. It's not, they're not out there fucking winging it. That's my favorite part. What a crazy fans. idea. Just go with me on this one. We're going to, we're like, going to skew one yard closer. Yeah, I, I got a good feeling about this, boys. Let's do this. <laughs> I did this in Madden last night, and it worked out perfectly. I like that spot on the field there. I don't like there. I like there, one yard up. That turf mark is a little cleaner over here, so let's get a little closer. I think the ball would be nice and and snug right there. I mean, I get it, Browns fans. You're frustrated. We all are. Mm -hmm. We want to win. However, take a step back. Really digest the season for what it is, and I am. That's that's what's – I'm at peace with this Browns season right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm mad when we lose. But I'm not like, it doesn't ruin my day. Like, I'm pissed. It's like, fuck, we lost, of course. But I'm okay with it because it's not our starting quarterback. It's We have Deshaun Watson coming. We've lost, again, this makes another game, aside from the Patriots, that was an assing. Every other game, we've only lost by three or less points. Yeah, that's what hurts the most, though. And Deshaun Watson, I like to think, is going to be worth more than three points. God, can you imagine if he's not, though? I find it hard. It, the way Jacoby Brissett's playing in this offense, you really think Deshaun Watson's going to struggle? No, no, I'm just saying, but could you just imagine the most Cleveland thing possible? That we got this guy traded to us, and he just doesn't do well. I just don't see that happening. It's, it's not Space Jam. I don't think he's, he's not going to forget his talent. <laughs> Justin's heartbroken um, every Sunday. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm mad. I'm not heartbroken. I'm Talk mad. your shit, Tara. That's right. Call once, him out. Once we get to Sean Watson, I'll be fucking heartbroken after every loss. But right now, it's kind of just like, all right, another loss, whatever. And again, I just get a little happy. I'm like, an inch closer to Sean, an inch closer. December 4th, right? Yeah, the Texans. We got, unfortunately, it's five weeks away, but it's four games he's com- away. I think he's coming out here. I think it's close. I think another week or two weeks. Two weeks, he can start practicing, I believe, right? Yeah, which is going to be huge. I yeah. mean, he'll be able to take first-team reps. Yeah, he'll have get... he'll have the playbook down packed by that point. I mean, point. I'm sure he's got the playbook down. I'm guys, He's allowed to have that. It's just him actually getting the timing and everything with the players uh, can is going to be incredible. Can we touch real quick on the fact of that new accusation that came out where they yeah, just, sure. they flipped the fucking script on this bitch? Yeah, I mean, eventually, that's they were talking about this earlier today on some radio shows, and, and they're great points. They're like, what's what's a shame is this kind of ruins the validity of all the other women that have accused Deshaun Watson yep. because now you have evidence of a girl who's, uh, what was it? She said she gives the best head in Texas. Best Houston. head in Houston. Yeah. So she's bragging Tim, you hear about that? giving Tim, the best Houston, head in Houston. Head down there. Tim can't hear you. He's booking a flight to Houston right now. <laughs> Is it hotels.com or hotel.com? <laughs> it's H-O-E-Tel.com. He's going to the hotel. <laughs> But yeah, so this, so I think I sent you the the article yesterday from USA Today, I believe. But mm-hmm. so they first, this woman files as under Jane Doe, right? So then the obviously Watson's attorney then files for her to 
bring her name forward or this should not hold. So the judge rules in the favor and says, this woman has to make herself known and she has to come forward and she has to make sure her name's out there or else the case can't go forward. So the second her name gets released, they legit um, laid right into um, every proof and evidence they had against this woman. Um, they had, I think, 34 pages of text messages or 34 whatever groups of text messages. Um, they even had a case um, case law file against her because she came into the law firm, um, Deshaun Watson's law firm, and actually like you know spoke or whatever on record stating that um, she was in love with him or she wanted him, she wanted just to be liked, and it really wasn't a big issue, and nothing he did was ever wrong or anything like that. And then that paired with the text messages about you know I want to be with you, um, please respond back to me. Do you want to come hang out with me? I have the best head in Houston. It's like Jesus. I mean. <laughs> And, he, and he, mean, re he replied to none of them. And that's the crazy thing is like, obviously all these women, all these women portrayed him as some creep. And I, I don't want to say I've defended him, but I have been on the side of some of these stories don't add up. Like it's not a lot of it's like, how do you force these things that they're claiming? And like, how do you do these things that they're claiming you did? And again, I'm not trying to victim blame or anything like that. But again, one or two of these women being caught as liars makes right. you then it, it, it ruins, it poisons the water for everybody. Right. Right. And, and this woman too, she is clearly lying, right? She's trying to get money. And that's what a lot of people, that's what Deshaun Watson said from the beginning about all these women. He's, 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 he's maintained his innocence and said, I didn't do any of this. Like this is a cash grab for these right. women and look at the way people portray him. I mean, uh, I stopped doing it recently, but any story anybody would post about Deshaun Watson, like, cause he's had a couple new ac accusations come out as yeah. this one. And then the one from a week ago or whatever we talked about. Um, when all these accusations come out, I see like pro football talk tweet about it. <clears throat> and I'm like, kind of want to click and see what people are saying in the comments and see if anybody's like defending him of like, well, that's you know, I feel bad for the guy because this woman is, is a liar now. Like it's, it's out in the, it's, it's public. And then I click and it's everybody just saying like, he should be in jail. And it's like, people are just idiots. Like they clearly aren't really reading the articles. No, they just so. see the headlines and clickbait and then they just go for it, you know, but no, it, it's, it's crazy to me that, um, uh, that this entire thing came out, which makes you want to go back and think about, um, you know, what is the truth and what's the uh, actual honest to God truth with all these cases that he settled already. We'll never know. And um, you'll never know, but I mean, it just sucks. The fact that, I mean, his story's never changed. I mean, it's, it's, I'll talk about it in my uh, just a tip later, but there is a movie that I want to talk about uh, today that that actually I won't say anything else about it right now. I'll talk about it more later, but they they kind of touch on cancel culture in this movie. Yeah. And in the movie, a guy is uh, accused of rape and it's showing him he's on the top of the world. He's his new TV show just got picked up. He's about to like be, you know, a TV star, or whatever. And his agents and all that call him. And basically they're like, yeah, a woman just gave some horrible accusations about you. And he's like, what, what did they say? Like, he's clueless. And they're like, uh, just, we want you to hear it from us. Uh, the network's going to move on without you. He's like, what, what I'm off the show. Like, and then he goes to his financial manager and he's like, how long do I have? I have to pay for my lawyer fees. And the guy's like, uh, you can get by for this long. He goes, but I also recommend you find somebody else to represent your portfolio. He's like, you're dropping me too. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it just shows that like, an how quickly, how quick it is can ruin somebody's life. Right. Whether it's true or not can ruin somebody's life because in, in America nowadays we are guilty until proven guilty. There's no innocent anymore. There's none. No. If there's an accusation, everybody just takes it as gospel and they roll with it. And that's it. It's a shame. And again, that. I'm not trying to defend Watson. Maybe he did do some creepy things. Who knows? But when this comes out where he's kind of shown that he he's been right about at least partial, 
He denied it. He's saying these women are crazy. They're coming after money. And this woman's story backs that up. So do you think her he entire, needs a little bit of like props? Do you think his her entire intention was just to try to get in on this uh, cash cow real quickly? One thousand percent. Like, she you saw know, the I, window closing. If I just sneak my name in there, maybe he'll just pay me real quick. She no. saw that window closing. They were prepared for like, this yep. woman. They were oh, ready. They were ready. For, they were, as soon boom. as her name came out, they're like, "We have here you go, bitch. We kept receipts. <laughs> I love it. We kept the receipts. <laughs> I love it." Um. Yeah, just it, it's fucked up. I feel bad for um, Deshaun and and you know more of the shit that he's got to go through midseason. Luckily, I mean he's got a good legal team. It seems like uh, he's kept his uh, nose clean in the off season. Except yeah, his I mean, foot's Goodell a little said, heavy. Goodell That's said all. he's going to be fine as soon as the season starts. A little yeah, bit of a speed to, racer. Likes to speed a little That's bit. That's just the Browns team this year, though. They like to just go pretty quick. People get bored in Ohio. They got nothing else to do. They just want to drive around and drive fast. Driving what ninety seven on Route Two, I believe it was out in Sandusky. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've been there. I went, I went to Cedar Point a couple weeks ago. I did the same thing. Yeah, your foot just you just get away from you. It's a boring drive. It is. You start looking at shit and you're just like, oh man, this is kind of cool. And then you look down, and you're like, oh shit, I'm going 85. And you're it's like, I should probably cornfield after cornfield after cornfield. Oh, there's a barn. Cornfield yeah. after cornfield. Nobody has time for that. Nobody cares. The only the, the only way to keep yourself awake and active is by speeding. So shit or happens. roadhead or whatever whatever was happening to Miles Garrett. Which oh, that's it. If she was blowing him and he flipped that car and they both came out unscathed, that's fucking impressive. Could you imagine honestly. this like right when he came is when he like flipped the car? Then she would have went through the windshield, I think, <laughs> for other reasons. If you catch my drift. Um, Sir, did you hit a thing of marshmallows? There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. white substance inside this car. Did you, did you hit a, a hostess truck full of Twinkies? What is all this? <laughs> Mind your business. And then you get like the rookie detective. They're like, taste it. And they make him go. <laughs> A little salty, sir. <laughs> you got to prank the rooks. You know how it is. Um, all right. Uh, the rest of the NFL, though, week seven was a fucking weird one, to say the least. Um, started off with a Christian McCaffrey trade, though. Yeah, did, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I saw him I, on I the did. trade block, but I didn't see him going there. I thought he was going to go to the Jets. Um. Well, no, Brees Hall was still healthy then. Oh, who? No, it was not. Yeah, it was no. He, he was going to. Who's the other? Who needs a running back right now? Um. Uh. I mean, the Niners obviously had a bunch of injuries at running back. Um, was it the Jets? Maybe it was someone else. That, either way, there's another play team. I mean, the, 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 the Rams could use a, a good running back because okay, they're so on the outs with Cam Akers. Maybe it was the Rams, I was thinking. I, I apologize. But there's another one that had like an injury to tight uh, running back that needed somebody desperately, and I thought for sure that he was going to get tossed to that team um, as a competitor. But I didn't see San Francisco. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any teams with, with major injuries um, at running back except for San Francisco. Uh, they obviously lost Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, Cam Akers is just on the outs in, in yeah. Los Angeles and they're going to, they're moving on from him. I can't really, I can't think of anything. If anybody knows, think of any that I, that it's not coming to me. Let me know. Cause I know um, Kareem Hunt's name's being tossed out there too, with a couple of these teams that might need a running back as well. Yeah. He's on the last year of his contract. Uh, wanted a new contract. The Browns weren't willing to give mm-hmm. it to him. So I think that's again, writing on yeah. the wall of, um, his time in Cleveland is coming to an end. Right. It's lights out for Kareem in, in, in Cleveland. Uh, get what you can for him, in my my opinion. And there's been some interesting stats. I don't want to get too nerdy with everybody and analytically, but that's what I do. Um, there's some stats that have shown that Kareem Hunt's efficiency is way down and might not necessarily be somebody we miss on this team if he goes. It's something where we could end up just keeping Dearness Johnson and running with Jerome Ford moving forward as our, our three running backs and Kareem Hunt's no longer on the roster and you're saving yourself millions of dollars. I'm personally okay with that. Uh, I, I 
I don't think he's coming back next year. I feel like if you could even get a fourth, fifth round pick, whatever. You would take a fourth. I feel like you. that's, I mean, I get get what you can for him because he's not going to be worth anything to you in the offseason. But I feel you can get more than, I think you can get a third for him. But I, I just, I wouldn't settle for a fourth. Maybe package him another player and get something in return, but. It's hard to say. So you had um, Brees Hall got hurt, tore his ACL for the right. Jets. They immediately traded for James Robinson from the Jags. Um, so that hole got filled. The other thing is it's more so about um, like supply and demand. Right. Who really needs a running back badly enough to give up a third round pick when they right. know it's a guy that they could either say, go fuck yourself, you keep him on your roster and pay him. And then in the offseason, we'll offer him a contract if we want him then. Or they go, or I'll give you a fifth round pick and take it or leave it. And the Browns might go, well, fuck it, it's better than literally nothing. He but, would be interesting on the Rams. I, I, I mean, think. we would get a compensatory pick, I, I, I imagine. Um, next year, if he if he signs with somebody else as a free agent, we would get a compensatory pick uh, after that. It would be the next season, though. So it could be one of those things where Andrew Barry's like, I want a 2023 draft pick, not a 2024. So give me that. Trade that motherfucker now. I would assume he's on the on the um, trade block as well as I think Greedy Williams is probably going to be. There's been rumors there that well. teams have called about him. Uh, he's another guy who I believe is on the last year of his contract, his rookie deal. Yeah, uh, ton of injuries. He's been okay when he played, but not a guy that I don't think they're going to invest money in to keep here long term. Uh, was not drafted by this regime. He was a John Dorsey pick. Uh, so I think he is more than likely going to be on the outs as well. And I, he just came back. I think the Chargers game was his first game of the season. So it's not like it's somebody where you're like, fuck, we can't afford to lose this guy. Right. I, I still I 100% believe, though, they're going to be sellers, not buyers. I don't think they're going to be out there trying to uh, bring in mass talent in trades. No, especially, unfortunately, with where our, our record's at. When you make trades like this, you're making trades for guys it, in, in football, for the most part. You're trading for guys that are on contracts that are coming to an end, most right. 99% of the time, right. if you're doing a midseason trade. So because if you can get a third or a fourth for a hunt and that that turns into a uh, stud, a skill player, you know, whatever I mean, it I, is. I saw something funny today. People were speculating and hypothetically saying, you know, if we trade Kareem Hunt, we get a fourth round pick or, or a fifth round pick, whatever. They're like, that's better than nothing. And the guy's like, what the fuck is Barry going to do with a fifth round pick? And the guy goes, uh, he turned that he turned one of them into Amari Cooper. <laughs> kind of a good thing. Right. So I think extra draft picks, never a bad idea, especially in the situation we're in with we. Uh, you know, we traded for Deshaun Watson. We gave up a lot of draft capital for it. So recouping any pick that you can is, is huge. So you think he's gone by next Monday or next Tuesday, I should say? Yeah. Um, We're going to see some extra Kareem Hunt on Monday night to kind of I mean, showcase him a little bit more? It really just, I, I don't think they're going to just trade him to trade him. I think it's going to be one of those, like, here, make an offer. Uh, or maybe Barry is going to stand his ground and say, our price tag is a fourth. If you don't meet that, we'll keep him. Yeah. So maybe they are going to stay firm and, and and keep him for the rest of the season. You never know. Um, I don't, I don't have the, the record in front of me, but is, it is interesting that most teams in the NFL are average. Oh yeah. There are teams that like, you know, we'll recap week eight here. I have the scores up, but let's go through a couple right now. You've got, uh, we'll start with the biggest one of the, of the week, the Buccaneers and the Panthers. <laughs> That's a game where I think I'd say most people in the world, if they still had them available, would have taken the Buccaneers for their survival for survivor pool. I am so sad watching his poor career just at the end of this at the end of this this his career. It right is now. it's it's kind of fucked up because I hate Tom Brady personally. I it's, hate him. You, I, you don't say. I think you've mentioned it a couple. I times. never. I've never liked him. I think he's a cheater. Um, him and him and Bill have been caught cheating so many times that I personally think like he should be banned from the Hall of Fame. Like fuck Tom Brady and all that cheating. How many times can you be accused and have evidence of cheating? And where the NFL is like, 
Well, I mean, we get, we did suspend him that one time. Like that's enough. That's you get fine too. Come yeah. On well, the poor guy. I hope it didn't hurt his pockets too much. But <laughs> borrow the money from his wife. He's cheated so much. He does all this weird shit. He kissed his son in the mouth. That has nothing to do with football, but he did it in a video, and it's fucking weird to me. His kid's way too old for that. Um, just a weird guy. I don't like Tom Brady. I never have. I've always been a Peyton Manning fan when those two would battle. So. And what age is open mouth kissing your kids not creepy? Um, I mean, well, it wasn't open mouth. It was just oh, on okay. the lips. But it's, okay. his kid's like 12 or something in this thing. And it's like he did his little Facebook show and he kissed his son right on the mouth. And everyone's like, the mm. fuck? <laughs> like, that's not, you don't do that. Nobody does that. Like, that's one of those things where like there were probably people in the comments that were like, fucking crazy white people and that's like whoa whoa, whoa don't you fucking put that on us. That's, a, that's crazy tom brady i don't want anything to do with that that's not a stereotype for white people trust me um but yeah they lose 21 to 3 the buccaneers are 3 and 4 what the fuck is happening in the nfl i didn't see that he yelled his line again i didn't watch the game i don't even think he bothered this time he he had to yell at everybody he just stopped yeah he, he ran out of breath pulled the coach to the side and yelled at him too that was that was an interesting game i and then of course the other philosophy the other side of that was uh the panthers were just waiting for Matt Roll to be gone to start playing for Steve Wilkes. And they were waiting for Baker to not be on the field. Yes. For Christian McCaffrey to be gone. Yeah, they were waiting for all like, these things to fall into place. And now that's they start the craziest playing well. thing is this is a team that literally has given up. Yeah. Like they they fired their coach. They just traded their best player on offense, at least. Um, well, they traded two offensive players because they traded Robbie Anderson the yeah, week and before. And I'm pretty sure DJ Moore will might be gone before Tuesday as well. I could definitely see that. Uh, their defensive players, though, they're going to keep intact. They've got Brian Burns. They've got Derek Brown, uh, Jeremy Chin. They've got uh, uh, they got another really good corner who they drafted last year, JC Horn. Yep. That's his name. <gasps> uh, there me. you go. There we go. Um, they've got a really good defense. From what I've heard, they basically put un, unreachable price tags on, on, on most of the defensive players, yeah, but which I, is who all I want from them if I'm the Browns. I would be calling them. I would be calling them, but I, we're not going to get anything for them. Or, yeah, I mean, the, the price is just going to be way too high. We're not, as I said earlier, if we do get anybody, I don't think it's like we did Deion Jones, a seventh round pick, a quick yeah, little trade sure. for a linebacker who's on the outs. Maybe we do another trade like that, um, but we don't have much to offer. I honestly don't think we're going to. Andrew Barry's not just going to waste draft picks on rentals. There's, mm. there's no, no sense. True. Um, Deion Jones is a good guy to have because he's still relatively young, and if he plays well this year, you bring him back next mm, year. Right. So. Hopefully he gets a good camaraderie with the, with the teammates and wants to stay. But yeah, that Panthers game was quite interesting, just how well they played and just how bad the Bucks played. I don't know if it was just the Panthers playing so well or the Bucks just played fucking horrible. Uh, a mixture of both. I mean, that one pass, <laughs> that one pass that Evans had, then didn't have, then had again and didn't have, wide the fuck open. I mean, you couldn't have been more wide open down the field for that pass. And he fumbled it more than a, a fucking clown at a circus did. And we have more to talk about Mike Evans in a little bit. We're going to get to that for sure. Don't you worry about that. Um, quick recap, though, the scores. Uh, the Saints lose to the Cardinals 42-34. Andy Dalton throws two pick sixes, I think, back-to-back, basically. Uh, that's the one game you got on me. Oh, <coughs> uh, no, I got you on a couple more. Oh, okay. Uh, the Saints and the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals win. Bengals beat up on the Falcons. Bengals are now 4-3. and three. Um, Cowboys beat the Lions. Took them a while, but they beat them 24-6. to six. Titans beat the Colts 19 to 10. Uh, Colts news, Matt Ryan. Benched. Done. They basically said he is not even going to touch the field for the Colts ever again. Poor Matty um, Ice. Are they going with that rookie? Or are they going well, with Well, he's uh, a second-year player, Sam Ellinger, out of yeah. uh, Texas. Last year was a rookie. They're going with him, and their backup is Nick Foles. Matt Ryan will not even – I don't even know if he'll be active for the game. Holding the clipboard, maybe? Uh, he might as a good teammate and a good person because he's a really good guy from what I hear. But, uh, yeah, he's done. And, and that's weird because – they're three, three, and one. Like they're not <laughs> terrible. 
Right. Like you have Matt Ryan, a more than likely maybe a Hall of Famer, borderline Hall of Famer. He won an MVP. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, he's got great stats. Doesn't have the Super Bowl. I understand that. But he's got really good stats. Almost had the Super Bowl, though. Really was close. That close. He was really fucking. He had he had victory snatched from the or what was it? Snatched from the jaws of defeat or something like that yes, is the quote. That was uh, a horrible game for him. Yeah, not good. The 28 to 3 thing is still a running but joke. He's got a lot of, he, had, years. he had a lot of turnovers. He has a lot of turnovers this year. He's not holding. Yeah, he no, has no, a lot he's, of fumbles. He's not playing he's great, not, but yeah, it's just, just more not. so. It's just weird when you look at the record. He's not, again, I, he had a really good game like two weeks ago and then had another stinker on Sunday. Uh, but to be benched for good like that, yeah. like they're throwing him out like trash. I wonder if there's something more behind the scenes of like where they talk to him and Frank Reich is like, listen, I got to write this ship or I'm fucking fired. You're not playing that well. I don't want to keep putting you out there and disrespecting your legacy. How about we come to an agreement where I'm riding with this kid we drafted last year to see if he can keep my job or else we're all going to be gone next year. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I'm guessing it. And plus down. I think they're three and three despite of Matt Ryan. I mean, right. I mean, it's, like I said, I think he's only had one good game yeah. where he, you can actually look at it and be like, okay, they won because Matt Ryan had a really good yeah, game. Yeah. And it's, and maybe this kid is, I mean, he looked pretty good in the preseason. I mean, that's the only time I've seen him play. Yeah. No, um, he's never played before, but so. I mean, it's, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, it's quite interesting. I like Frank, right? He's a good, he's a coach. He's a good coach. I thought he was a good coach at least. I mean, he's been. Um, I'm really surprised you're not going with Foles, though. I really am surprised you're not giving him. A I, I think it honestly is because Frank Reich is trying to save his job. So it's we got to see what this rookie is that hey, we drafted. The last time you benched a quarterback or a quarterback got hurt and you roll with Foles, what happened? You won a Super Bowl. So yeah, that was many moons ago. I think those. Uh, those <laughs> he's days, got a statue in Philly right now. Those those days are gone, um, Mr. Foles. You had a great run, but it's over. I mean, he is the backup. I'll give him that. So if Sam Ellinger sucks ass for a couple games, they probably are going to go to Nick Foles, assuming they all still have jobs. Um, <laughs> But they're three, three, and one. Titans beat them. The Titans are four and two. The Packers lose to the Commanders. Both those teams are three and four. Boys Another upset. Boys that team apart. sucks. I fully admitted it to my friends because my friends are Jets fans and they're they're you know bragging about all these wins. And I said, uh, you guys have played nothing but fucking backup quarterbacks. They they beat the Browns with Jacoby Brissett. You're never going to admit that the Jets are a good team because they're not. I, I saw that firsthand <laughs> when when Brees Hall got hurt on Sunday. That team was fucking ruined. They're just lucky that they were facing fucking Brett Ripken or Ripken, Harvey say his name for the Broncos, because they sucked. They couldn't do anything offensively. Um, and they lost Elijah Vera Tucker, who's their best offensive lineman. They're fucked. That team sucks now. I'm already rubbing it in their faces about how shitty they are. I said, I told them uh, Belichick's going to anger bang them this week after he got fucking embarrassed on Monday Night Football. The Jets are <laughs> fucked. They already said Mac Jones is starting. He's going to come out and beat the shit out of them. We'll get to that, though, when we do picks. Um, Newsflash. I don't agree with that statement, but we'll talk more about it. But they, they beat Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. They beat the Kenny Pickett slash Mitch Trubisky Steelers who were making a quarterback change. Then they played the Dolph, uh, the Dolphins and they beat Teddy Bridgewater, got knocked into a concussion and they faced the third string on Miami that week. Then they faced the fucking Broncos or then they faced the Packers and the Packers are a sinking ship. I had to admit it. Aaron Rodgers, that team sucks. Aaron, he's calling out the coach. Did you hear what he said about Matt LaFleur? No, I didn't see. Was this on the uh, Pat McAfee show? Uh, this one I might, I think might have just been a regular interview or something. It could have been Pat McAfee. I really don't recall. But they asked him basically like what's going on with the team. And he's like, you know, there are guys that just don't get it. And it's time to start benching people. It's time to cut cut. They're reps. just not that good. Yeah, he's like, yeah. we need to cut reps on guys that aren't here to like give their all. Um and they can't sit well with the coach. I mean, how close are him? Who's and, in charge of setting the reps and give you know playing time? How coach? That's how, the head coach. how close are him and Lafleur? Is it Lafleur? Lafleur. How Matt close Lefleur. are they? Um, I really don't know. I have to imagine that just based on how he presents himself, that he's got to be a very difficult person to work with. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. 
So I can't imagine that they're really great friends. Well, he's also I mean, probably like 10 years older than his coach, too. Yeah, he is older than him. And last year, Rodgers held out. He was going to demand a trade. He went crazy. He was doing ayahuasca. Comes in this year. They suck. I can't imagine that the, the relationship's that great. I, I, I have a hard hard time to believe that. Um, So they suck. So I rubbed it in their face. Yeah, that the Jets, even though they won 16-9, to they beat Brett Ripkin or whatever the fuck his name is, whoever the hell that is. They suck. Um, <laughs> Ravens beat the Browns. Giants beat the Jags. The Jags are two and five, and the Giants are six and one, surprisingly. Uh, coach of the year. Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Giants, according to Kyle. <laughs> just keep flipping them around. Brian Dayball coaches the Bills. Don't eh, you forget it. Flip flop, flip flop. I'm Raiders. One of, one of those two are gonna be correct. Raiders beat the fist out of the Texans two and four. About time they show them, up. One and four and one for the Texans. Uh Seahawks. Did you see Adams leaving the field though? That game where he kind of purposely stepped and out of the way. Like, Give me a clear path. <laughs> Smart move, honestly. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Chargers. That was another game I got you on. Yeah, Geno Smith. What the fuck? Uh, that team's... I, I Honestly, I think it has more to do with who, their opponents because the Chargers, as we saw when we played them, very beatable team. Yeah. They lost J.C. Jackson, got hurt. He's out for the year now. Um, they're already without Bosa. They, they've, they've got all these fucking injuries. Mike Williams, that injury looked nasty. He's done for the year for the uh, Chargers. Yeah, multiple weeks, they said. It's for the year at this in multiple weeks. Oh, is it? I thought it said uh, multiple weeks. Maybe they did. I've Maybe I misread it. I just, I, I didn't see the injury. I just, everybody, my buddy that's a Seahawks fan, everybody talked about how nasty that injury looked because of the turf. Uh, I just assumed it was it was bad. Yeah, I think it says multiple weeks. But either way, like all these injuries are piling up for the Chargers. They, they're a very beatable team at four and three. Seahawks are also four and three now. Uh, Chiefs beat the hell out of the Niners, 44-23, five and two for them. Niners are three and four, but newly acquired Christian McCaffrey. Didn't get a lot of playing time. They're, they're slowly the offense, working him in. Yeah. Um, Dolphins and Steelers played a game where everybody tried to fucking give it away. That that was one of the ugliest games. The Steelers dropped like three interceptions, and Kenny Pickett threw a couple of big interceptions. Go figure. Kenny and, Pickett. And two out here trying to get concussed again. Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, no offense. Not, I'm not one to. I don't. I don't root for injuries or anything. But if he gets concussed again and can't play against the Browns That's in a few him. weeks, you yeah, know, okay, I get it. Shit happens. He, I'm not going to be mad about it. How many times did he run and put his head down? Like trying uh, he, to. He, he was quoted today. They asked him about that, and he's like, "Yeah, my coach has told me to stop lowering my shoulder. You don't fucking say. Yeah, slide, really, bitch. Like, get out. Who, who, who saw that coming? Insane to me. Yeah. That's breaking news. Um. And then Monday Night Football, as we said, uh, Justin Fields and the Bears dominated the Patriots, 33 to That's, 14. Justin, Justin Fields that we all want. That do you we all consider wanted. Mac Jones to be? Did he get benched on Monday? Or are you claiming that because he was injured? I, I think. Okay, so I was thinking about this yet today, and I think Belichick was trying to be like, "Huh, I've done this before. I've benched a quarterback and or whatever, and someone got hurt or whatever, and I started someone else, and we we ran him for seven Super Bowls." I'm gonna have to get Grape on here to talk about the conspiracy theory because there's a video going around that shows the one interception before halftime or before he got benched. Uh, they're claiming it hit the ESPN wire for one of the cameras. Yeah. And there's an angle that kind of looks like it does, but ESPN has come out and they were fucking oh, very adamant. They're like that. There was no interference from any of our equipment. That's, you know, uh, the video may look like it, but they're like, we are standing by this. There was no interference. I did not see that video. Look into it. I've looked into it. Interesting. But no, I think that Bel Belichick thought maybe he could ride uh, the zappy train a little bit. Cause you know, uh, he was doing pretty well. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe in it's, his, in his mind, he's like, you know what? I've done it before. I'll do it again. I don't need a good quarterback. I can it's manage really funny my because way. Zappy obviously beat the shit out of the Browns. Sure. Looked great. Mac Jones starts against uh, the bears. Looks like shit. They yeah. With three for 19. Zappy comes in and looks fucking great. Right for, down the field. Plays. Boom. Touchdown, like throws a touchdown, driving them down, getting huge yards. I think he had like, 
four completions for like a hundred something yards. Belichick's already. balls are sagging on the Just sideline. Yeah. Killing it, loving life. And then all of a sudden reality, reality set in <laughs> and, uh, which is weird because the bears aren't a very good team, but Rokon Smith had himself a game. Uh, Brisker, this, the rookie safety for the bears looks like a fucking stud player. Uh, they did just trade Robert Quinn today, yep. right before we got fucking here. Fucking to the Eagles, Fourth man. round pick to the Eagles. Nick Sirianni is not fucking around there. They got Robert Quinn, who unfortunately, though, for Quinn, maybe a change of scenery will be a good thing, but he's rated as one of the lowest defensive ends in football right now. He's such a good player, though. He had a, I think he set the Bears franchise record for sacks yet last year. This year, he has zero sacks. He has one of the worst um, pass blocking percent or uh, pass rush percentages in, in football right now. Conspiracy? He's not having a good year. Conspiracy? Maybe it was done on purpose, wanting to get that trade? No. I mean, I think any player is going to want to pad their stats regardless. I don't think a player would tank themselves because you just cost yourself money. Yeah. Would you rather be traded to a good team or lose a million, millions guess, of dollars? I, mean, I guess we'll see, but on, a, on that line... That, Especially because he was already under a good contract and right. getting paid, so why would you self-sabotage? I don't know. Just throwing out weird conspiracy theories. Um, but I think that line that he's going to be coming into on the Eagles is going to get him some more uh, chances to get to that quarterback. 100%. I mean, yeah. they, they they definitely can use him, and that that's an undefeated team. They're, they're getting all the help they can get on defense. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, the rich get richer. Maybe. We'll see how he works out. I mean, like I said... He's having a very bad season, but you never know. Um, Mike Evans. Did you see? You, you <laughs> yeah, saw that, I'm sure. I did. <laughs> it looked exactly what everyone thinks it is. I. But it, did you hear the like the story that came out about? Yeah, which Mike Florio, I hate the guy, but he actually tweeted something funny about that. He's like, the so here's the story. Mike Evans, the, the, the rumor is the referees approached Mike Evans after the game on Sunday and asked for an autograph which is unheard of. That's not something you do as a professional referee, especially in, in plain view like that for everybody to see. However, to their credit, this is after the Panthers beat the shit out of the Buccaneers. Right. It's not like the refs called the play or called the game in favor of the Bucs. They, they gave Mike Evans some crazy call that like everybody was like, that's fucking ridiculous. And it's not like Mike Evans had a great game. No, not nobody did. I yeah. mean, everybody, everybody on the Buccaneers were complete shit. I see a lot of memes being made out of this photo right here. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. No, I'm, I'm saying I could see a lot oh, of yeah, memes yeah, being sure. made out of this. Two refs around the player, yeah. But it's just funny that like everybody's bitching about it, making a big deal. I mean, it's unprofessional, sure, but I also don't see the big deal. I mean, it was kind of funny, though. The second that this photo was taken, right after this photo, if you watch the live video, like the ref recognizes that they're being recorded, so he like, he, like brings them off. He's like, oh, he just followed me over here, and they walk off to the side. Yeah. So it just doesn't look great. It looks like the worst drug deal between like old narcs <laughs> that have never bought drugs before. Um. But yeah, their defense was that they're just getting him a, a phone number for a golf pro. Got it. So because Mike Evans is a big golfer, these guys know somebody they wanted to get him in touch with them. Um, Definitely nice. Of and those. then Florio nice said, "Does that look like he wrote a ten-digit phone number down because he takes the paper?" And you literally just see him go like, and hands it <laughs> off. And they're like, "Does that look like he wrote a ten-digit phone number on there?" I'm like, hey, he's got a point. I'm not gonna lie to you, Florio might be right on this one. Yeah, I mean, but plus all these players, all the players of these refs see. Was Mike Evans really the target of their autograph obsession there? I mean, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, part of me would also just wish that they would be honest. Like if the rep came out and said like, actually my, my son's a Tampa Bay fan or my grandson, whatever, and loves Mike Evans. I got it for him for a birthday present or something like that coming up. It's like, all right, whatever. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Because there's nothing wrong with refs getting autographs. Or yeah, maybe this ref for whatever reason, he likes to get an autograph from one player on every game that he officiates. Kind of like a jersey swap, and right? He, yeah, he, he keeps kind of, it his own little, like, that's his own little thing. That's not he, against the rules, is it? Like, it's no. not against policy or anything. Again, right? it maybe would be unprofessional. I know a lot of times um, 
let's say you work at like a concert venue. If a big band shows up, they're probably going to tell you like, do not go in there and ask them for autographs. Like that's a thing. Like you don't do that. I could, I could understand that if they wanted to reprimand the guy and just say like, don't ever fucking do that again. Okay. End of the story. But they're blowing it up into this huge thing of like controversy. But again, the Buccaneers just got embarrassed. Right. If, If this ref, they were like, yeah, I didn't realize how close they are. Mike Evans got this crazy call where he was clearly out of bounds and pushed off and they, they let him get away with it. And then he signs an autograph. It's like, okay, then I understand them being a little bit like, what the fuck? But I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. I do. It's just funny that it's on tape. I'm, I wonder, it makes me wonder if this happens a lot more than we know. And right. because we don't, we never see it. We have no idea. Now, now you're going to have a record amount of, of refs being recorded after the game in the, in the tunnels now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to do our World Series preview really quick, and then our guest is going to be here. So you want to do that? Yeah. You ready? Let's do it. All right. The World Series starts, I believe, Friday. Um, what a day to start a World Series on, by the way. Friday. Yeah, weekend. They want people. I guess. Get those ratings up. Well, they don't want to go on Thursday because that's Thursday Night Football. That's so They can't compete against yeah, you. That's, that's true. good competition right there. Uh, you have. Our you, brackets were so close this year. I mean, we were woo, spot on with a lot of these picks. I mean, I'll give myself credit. I had Houston going to the. We both did. We both had Houston going to the champ- the World Series. We got so we one got half side. We got the one half correct. Can't win them all. Um, <laughs> Neither I, can the Yankees. I'm in a weird spot. Well, we're going to talk about the Yankees too. Uh, but as you guys know, we did our competition, and Kyle has a one point lead in this, and we're going to do our oh yeah our picks. I am gonna. I'm ready to make my my hill, my hill that I'm going to die on. Houston, in five. Ooh, okay. Is that what you were gonna pick? No. Okay. No. I, I kind of wanted to go sweep. If I'm being honest. Really? No. I'm not gonna sweep the Phillies. No. I, I got I get Houston in six. Um, I think it's gonna be a fun game. I think I think I think Philadelphia surprises them. I think I surprised them game one. I think. Um, but I think Houston. Uh, I think Houston eventually goes. I, I mean, got them six games. The the weird thing though is that the both teams have players with some postseason experience and shit like that. Yeah. Like you have. Um, Kyle Schwarber, obviously, with the the Cubs. You've got Houston has a bunch of guys that were there before. Uh, my first thought when I was looking at this matchup was the 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 Phillies are going to come out there and look like a bunch of lost boys. They're gonna they're gonna be scared. They're not gonna know what to do on this big stage. Houston's so calm. They haven't lost a playoff game. They're just dominating every game they've played. And then I realized, like, actually, it's probably not gonna happen because these guys can fucking swing. So I could see Bryce Harper, Schwarber having a game where they go off. Yep. Uh, that's why I picked them in five. That's that's my thought. I so do you're think, giving them one. You're giving them I one. I just think game. Houston's got dominant pitching, dominant offense, and dominant bullpen. Uh, Philly, I don't think is going to be able to match that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I mean, I still think Houston wins, right? I just give me six. So your prediction is five. Yep. So if you are correct, then I get a point. You get a point. We tie, and then we're singing a lovely duet. Correct. Um, of my heart will go on and I will play the role of uh, Kate Winslet and you will stand behind me as Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't remember them singing that song in the movie. That's not how just, do just how my mind goes. You just so. want to act it out. We can act out the scene. <laughs> I don't care. We can do that too. Um, but yeah, so I'm going Houston. Uh, New York, the Yankees, some, some interesting shit came out from them. I don't know if you kept up on all of it. Uh, no, I just watched them get swept and loved every fucking second. Of I it. did too. Uh, Aaron Boone. He's coming off like the biggest fucking pussy in baseball history. He not only complained against against the Guardians about uh, the, he he's probably the reason they postponed the game with the weather. He cries about everything. Yeah. And then you go against Houston. I don't know if you saw this. Aaron Judge hit a pop out and was caught at the warning track, whatever. And they did a a, a, a like a analytic thing and they dove deep and realized that would have been a home run in one stadium in baseball, Yankee Stadium. 
Oh, is this the one where he talked about how the open and then roof he said, yeah, they them? opened the roof and that yeah. screwed him over. And everyone's like, well, the roof was open for Houston too. So it's not like you got some weird, they got an advantage and you were disadvantaged. The, the roof just opens, closed, opens, closed. Yeah, like opens, in between closed. innings, if they were closing it, then you're kind of like, all right, there's something to be said here. But that's not how it works. It was closed. It was open for everybody. So go fuck yourself, Aaron Boone, you scumbag, you crybaby. Um, he's a huge bitch, cries about everything. It makes the Yankees look bad as a team. And I saw, uh, Anthony Rizzo, if I'm not mistaken, is not going to pick up his option to stay with the Yankees. I heard he wants the uh, Guardians are potential team that might go after him. I mean, I doubt it. He's going to want a lot of money. I mean, they might be a team that calls and says, "Hey, here's what we're going to offer you. Here's you I know, got a pack of gum and here's a 12 a... pack of Great Lakes Christmas ale. That's about all we can offer you." In Cleveland. <laughs> oh no, it's the barrel aged new stuff that came out. Oh, this that year. might get him. Then I don't know how that much a drinker Anthony upgrade. Rizzo is, but uh, then you... there are other reports that basically said that uh, they had to come out. The ownership came out today and had to uh, essentially say we stand by Aaron Boone because people want him gone. So they're like, no, no, no we stand oh, by. Oh, that he's, Reddit he's thread that I got here. stuck on, they fucking hate Aaron Oh, Boone. everybody hates yeah. him. And I've seen that that's why Rizzo wants out because he doesn't like Aaron Boone and the the the, the chemistry, I guess, if you will. Um, you see Judge's comments? And then Judge, too. Yeah. Judge uh, is a pending free agent. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? Is he going to say, fuck you, I'm out, of, I'm out of the Yankees? Well, that was, that was asked in an interview. They asked him, so what are you, are you, are you a Yankee next year? And he said, you know, I said coming into this uh, season that, you know, I, I wanted to don the, the pinstripes going forward. Uh, we weren't able to make a deal, get the, a deal done before the season. So I'm a free agent now. We'll see what happens. And that's where he left it at. So that's, a, in my opinion, that's a, you could potentially be going to the West Coast to a team that wears a lot of blue. Yeah, I feel bad. Uh I don't feel bad at all for the Yankees, but I'm I'm gonna laugh when Aaron Judge fucking bounces. It's gonna the only thing the only thing is he cannot go to the Mets. It's my number one thing. Can't can't go to the Mets. <laughs> How funny would that be if he just walks next door and goes to the Mets? I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of ways away. It's not like the it's down the street. It's not like the Jets and Giants. It's actually in a different part of New York, unlike <laughs> the fucking Jets and Giants who play in New Jersey but call themselves New York. And I don't, I don't understand that. Um, will be interesting to see going forward. I mean, obviously, Aaron Judge being a free agent is going to be one of the biggest free agents of all time. In baseball history, he's going to get a Dude's huge gonna get contract. Dude's it's going to be, it might be, it, it should be, I would say, the biggest contract in, in baseball history. Um, even though I'm not a huge Aaron Judge fan, great regular season player, but as we said, he's a choke artist in the yeah. playoffs. So he didn't for do me, shit in the playoffs, yeah. And it, it's not like this is a one shot deal. This has been consistent every time he's been in the playoffs. He's people show how to beat him in the playoffs. It's, right. You just pitch at him and you throw him a lot of breaking shit. Why it doesn't work in the regular season, I don't understand. Yeah, but. I mean, it's it could be a mental thing that Judge can't get over. Maybe it literally is just he doesn't have the mentality to be a, a postseason player. I don't know. What do you think the contract's going to be for the guests? Like, what do you think? Like, thirteen years, ten years, like four hundred million dollars? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's going to want huge. Uh, I forgot exactly how old he is. I mean, he's under thirty, so yeah, I could see it being like a ten plus year. Now, what was the last big contract that was signed? Who was it that signed it last year? The um... uh, Lindor had a huge one. Manny Machado, Juan Machado. Soto. Machado, I think it was, wasn't his like ten year. Yeah, Machado uh, was a few years ago though when he signed with the uh, the Padres, like, like ten year, three hundred. Yeah, it was ten year deal. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's crazy. They just keep going up and up. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see Judge on another team and then facing the Yankees like in a revenge game or something of like hating Aaron Boone and going off. Welcome to the Dodgers, Boone. I mean, not Boone, but uh, Judge. Yeah, if Boone goes to the Dodgers, <laughs> that's uh, I'll stop liking the Dodgers because I'm a fan of the Dodgers. I hate Aaron Boone though. Um. Our guest is ready. He's here? Sort of. So, for all you fans out there, Browns fans, Cleveland fans, there's people that say we sold our soul to the devil. Well, I think we did. I think we did, too. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, the devil is here to ask 
ask us as Browns fans some questions about his deed. He helped us get Deshaun Watson. It's Halloween, this Halloween special. I figured we'd summon the devil a little bit to talk to us. And he is calling in on a very special hotline from hell. And he is going to be, it's, we my, it's my mother's phone number. It's we weird. should have had a, uh, like a parody song of highway to hell, but called hotline to hell. We, we should have had that. That would have been funny. Damn it, Tim. I thought you were supposed to write that song, <laughs> write, record everything. <laughs> um, but without further ado, we would like to welcome in the devil and give him the floor. He's going to ask Kyle and I some questions and Kyle and I are going to answer him. Okie dokie. Hello boys. What's up, you little bitches? How do you like your two and five team? Was it worth it? Cleveland's always gonna be a bunch of fucking losers. I was happy to give you Deshaun Watson. He's just jacking off on everything in Maria. Two and five team. Ugh. I couldn't even get hard looking at that roster. That team fucking sucks. Women in Cleveland are ugly. I don't want to hand job from any of them. Fucking disgusting. Ugh. I hate this place. I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be, so let's get this fucking interview over with. Alright. First question. I want to talk to you boys about Kevin Stefanski. I listen to Cleveland radio. Down in hell, I don't get good reception, but I listen to it when I get a chance. And everybody's talking about Kevin Stefanski. Oh, why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? You fucking idiots don't even know a good coach when you see one. Then you sold your whole fucking lives for Deshaun Watson. And you want to run this coach out of town of all people? My God, you guys are fucking dumb. Anyway... I want to know what you guys think. These dumbass fans ask all these questions. I'm going to ask them to you. Why doesn't Kevin Stefanski use Nick Chubb enough? Take it away. Ooh, that fucking devil is... Well, God damn, is he mean. First off, Jesus. This guy's he, a, it's a fucking comedian, he thinks, huh? He came in hot, pun intended. <laughs> My God. So why doesn't... Why don't we use Nick Chubb enough? That's a tough question. I mean, especially from the devil. I feel on the spot here. So I hear this question a lot by fans, and I get irritated when I listen to the radio and I, I hear him. We use Nick Chubb plenty. Nick Chubb is, I believe he's he may have moved down a couple spots after this weekend because of other players, but he's second or third in, in touches. Yeah. In rushes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's behind. I know he's behind Barkley. Might be behind Derrick Henry. Which those two are bell cow workers. They, they, they don't get the ball a lot. Yeah. They don't have backups like we have. Cream Hunt to spell Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb is still third or second in the NFL in touches, even though he's got a guy that takes him out a lot. Yeah, how much more do you want to give him the ball? I mean, what else can you do with? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I honestly, as a Cleveland fan, sorry, sorry, Devil, I just got to say, um, I there are times where as a fan you're like, just fucking, it's third and two, it's second and four run chubb why are we passing the ball so yeah i'm guilty of that i'm guilty of not like why the fuck are we giving the ball a couple more times like had we given I, the ball a couple more times maybe we would have won that game i don't know i, I love that we don't because it most of the time it works yeah and fans just don't want to admit it so sunday for instance you have a third and two against baltimore yep. what do we do we go deep and we threw a touchdown to amari cooper it was a, a touchdown full shit Offensive pass interference call. It was a touchdown. Uh, excuse me. Um, so we went forward on third and two. Everybody and their brothers going, just run, run with Chubb, run with Chubb. Instead, we throw a touchdown, and fans are still mad at Stefanski afterwards, going, yeah. Why the fuck would he call a run play in that situation? Why did Stefanski I don't know? Because it was beautifully timed and worked and that, he got a touchdown he, out of it. He literally walked into the end. Zone. And I honestly I, I don't think if he even if he didn't extend his arm, 
it's still probably a touchdown. Like that was a beautiful pass, beautiful route. The separation was there. That was a touchdown in any, any fucking universe. And Browns fans are mad about it. And I heard, I was listening to Nathan Zagura this week and I got to give him a lot of credit. He, he, he put a lot of fans in their place who bitch about Stefanski. He he was actually really, really good. Um, I saw a bug fly on the light up there. Caught my attention. Well, the devil's on the phone. That's so what I did. Yeah, he's probably bringing fucking locusts here. So. Yeah, that's part of the plague. <laughs> um, but I, some people called in and they had that same question. They're like, why, why would he throw that, that ball to Amari Cooper? And Nathan Zagura's response was, it was a touchdown. Why are you mad that the coach called a play that scored you a touchdown? That's uh, insane. <laughs> and then he goes, and also there was a third and four or whatever in earlier in the game where we went for a deep ball and it was a 35 yard completion of Donovan Peoples Jones. Nobody complained about that because it was a successful play, but because there was an offensive pass interference, which Kevin Stefanski had nothing to do with. That's what I love is he gets blamed for everything. So Kevin Stefanski is the reason there was an offensive pass interference guys. Of course, he was the reason that there was a false start. It's fucking ridiculous. The plays work. It's just little things that, that fucked it up and he takes all the blame for it. I don't understand it. Well, you're kidding. Because all of the fans live their their hindsight. They they could wait till the game's over to bitch and moan about little things that during the game they did not have that complaint. You might you might be pissed that we threw the ball on third and two, but again, it was a touchdown. How can you get mad at a guy for throwing a touchdown? Yeah. I think you're pissing the devil off. He's waiting patiently. Sorry, devil. We'll go back to you, buddy. I apologize. Next question, Mr. Devil, please. Are you fucking idiots? Why doesn't Kevin Stefanski run the ball in the red zone? Tell me that. I love his voice. He he could sing a pretty good Marvin Gaye song if he wanted to, I think. That That is Marvin Gaye, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't actually afford the devil, so we had to hire Marvin Gaye. Um, and, and that's another, another question that gets brought up. Everyone bitches and moans and says, well, we get down to the goal line and Kevin Stefanski forgets we have Nick Chubb. Fun fact. Nick Chubb is number two in the NFL in red zone rushing attempts. not stats. Number one is Jalen Hurts, a quarterback who touches the ball on every play and can run whenever he wants. So Nick Chubb is the number one running back in red zone touches, and that's not enough for Browns fans because they apparently Browns fans watch a totally different fucking game on Sunday because they call in with some of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Complaining about Nick Chubb not touching the ball enough has to be the dumbest argument that I've ever heard. Stop hitting people with stats and facts. It doesn't work that well. I just love it. All right, Mr. Devil, next question. You guys have been in almost every game this year, except for the Patriots. That was fucking pathetic, by the way. But anyway, you've only lost one game by more than three points. Why can't Kevin Stefanski close out a game? What the fuck is he doing? Oof, that's a... That's a burner right there. I'm That's a tough go- question. I'm getting goosebumps just listening to this guy talk. Didn't I'm getting see- horny. It's weird. Do you, do you totally he's- different, <laughs> totally different feelings are having. I want to have him read a bedtime story to me. I want him in bed with me. Um, <laughs> oh, but- hor- horny. I get it. Get, get it. Horny. <laughs> Pun intended, everybody. Um, but that's another one. Everyone that's a bl- good question. I mean, that's that's one another thing that we everyone bitches about. Everyone too. blames Kevin Stefanski, but it, has he not put us in position to win every single game so far this year? Uh, I believe at the end of the game, he has made if, some some good plays. What calls one in position? One specific moment can anybody point to where they go, "We lost the game because Kevin Stefanski did this." There was a missed field goal against the Chargers, which Stefan- should have been a make. Well, Stefanski missed that. Yeah, Stefanski kicked it and missed it. Um, the Jets game, our defense imploded. We gave up an onside kick. 
How are any of those things Kevin Stefanski's fault? Um, Clearly, he's out there playing football. He's on the field, too. Atlanta, our rushing defense sucked. They ran all over us. Um, Jacoby Brissett threw the late interception. David and Joku fumbled on our, like our second drive of the game, giving Atlanta. I think they scored a touchdown on that on that uh, turnover. So that's seven points right there. So Again, are you trying to say that he's calling the right plays? It's just the execution part that's well, getting fucked up. I mean, yeah, considering we have all these issues, but we also still have a top five, top ten offense in the NFL with a backup quarterback running it. I'd say that's a pretty good testament to how good of a coach he is. So for that one, none of these losses. I, I'll I'll give you the Patriots game, but that's. If you want to tell me that Kevin Stefanski got out coached by Bill Belichick, I will gladly take that insult if that's how you're going to look at it. Bill Belichick is going to go down as the greatest coach of all time. So that's not something where I'm going, what the fuck was Stefanski doing getting out coached by the greatest of all time? He's a little nervous. Yeah. And Bill Belichick just did exactly what he knew he was going to do. He's going to shut that fucking run game down and make the quarterback beat you. And Jacoby Brissett can't do that. Could not step up. Next. And that's another testament to Nick Chubb getting the ball plenty is that when Nick Chubb opens the game or the, the field up for Jacoby Brissett, we're a very successful offense. The offense moves because of all parts are working equally. When the Patriots shut that down, we were one dimensional team, got our asses kicked. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Devil. I think you had another question or two here. Let's get down to it. Cause we're running late. Fuck. Where's Nick Chubb in crunch time? Your two-minute offense, Nick Chubb's never on the fucking field. How blind is your coach? Let me ask my buddy here, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, how blind does somebody have to be to not put Nick Chubb out there? Oh, shit, Stevie just walked in, fell down the stairs. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, that was a, another doozy of a question. I hope Stevie's oh, all right. how did Stevie make it to hell? What did he do? Is he dead, actually? I don't know. No. Oh, he's not? Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus, devil! How do you you push a healthy? I swear to Christ, if Stevie Wonder dies in the next week, a healthy or two. Stevie Wonder falls down the stairs of hell. I don't get how that happened. I thought he was dead this whole time. Maybe, maybe he's just confused and thinks he's Ray Charles. So I can see Ray Charles being in hell. Oh yeah, the devil's very racist. So to him, any black guy is just—it's all the same. <laughs> Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles—he doesn't care. You give him a blind black guy, he's calling him one of them. He doesn't care. <laughs> um. And that's just been our offense this whole time. Kareem Hunt is a better pass blocker. Yep. A pass catcher. So in a two-minute offense, when you want to kind of have the element of running, but also you know 95% of the plays are going to be passing plays, you probably want a guy that's a better passing player. Yeah, it's not. Whether it's receiving the ball, blocking, et cetera. Nick Chubb, great running back. Not the greatest blocking running back. Kareem Hunt, much better blocker. Yeah, it's not a surprise because we know that Hunt blocks much. He throws his entire body in front of yeah, people. That's the other thing that fans don't understand. They they think Nick Chubb should be on the field. Like, this is where it just shows you the stupidity of Browns fans when they call in and say that we need to have Nick Chubb on the field for the element of surprise against the defense. If you're running a two-minute drill, the defense knows you're probably not going to run it that much. Yeah, they're not surprised. Because they understand that a run play if you get bottled up and you only get a few yards is going to take up 20, 30 seconds of game time, yep. or you have to waste the time out, which teams aren't willing to just burn when you're trying to drive down and score. So it's, you're not fooling anybody. You at home, you dumb motherfuckers might be watching the game and you're going to go, huh? Why is it Nick Chubb out there? Meanwhile, there's NFL defensive coordinators who have every, their mind. They know Nick Chubb's not going to run the ball here. They're, you're not fooling anybody. You at home, 
because you're stupid, you might think, man, if Nick Chubb was out there, I bet that defensive coordinator would fall for it. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. This isn't Madden. You better watch your mouth. The devil might take you with him after this interview's over. Um, he's saving me a seat. I know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm not worried about that one bit. But these idiot fans that they, they think they're going to they're gonna be smarter than a defensive coach in, in the NFL is fucking mind-boggling. You really think you sitting at home watching the game, you're going, I would run it here. That coach would never see this coming. They're fucking idiots. Well, people are just waiting for the Madden like um, playbook to pop up so you can select the play. You know? And that's the problem. They think they're playing some kid in fucking China, some 10-year-old on Madden. This is real life. This is real football. That doesn't happen. Um, all right, Devil, I think you had one more question or two more questions. I'm sorry. Let's get to it. Kevin Stefanski is a fucking statue on the sidelines. Shows no emotion. You had Jim Harbaugh out there yelling like a fucking animal. He got the refs to overturn that call because he's a man. Kevin Stefanski's a little bitch. He doesn't yell at the refs. He doesn't yell at the team. He's a little pussy. Little, little pussy boy standing there on the sideline. That's why he's going to get fired. He's a little, little pussy Stefanski. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, what is, what? <laughs> devil's mean, dude. He's fucking fired up. <laughs> Little, little pussy boy. Little pussy Stefanski. Little, little pussy, little pussy boy. Um, Damn, this devil's coming hot and heavy tonight. He said it. He said he's been listening to Cleveland radio for the last couple of weeks, and they've got they turned him on Kevin Stefanski. He hates Stefanski now. Jesus. Um, Kevin Stefanski doesn't show emotion because he doesn't need to. I, I fully believe. I used to want my coaches to do that. I thought it was cool back in the day, like Rex Ryan, guys like that, that were like fucking animated and fun. And then I watch real coaches like Andy Reid's pretty calm. Bill Belichick's relatively calm. Until he gets a cheeseburger in front of him, he's not calm. Right, but I mean, <laughs> hey, who doesn't get excited for a nice juicy burger? Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Um, but honestly, the coaches that are really animated and like crazy, they, they're kind of embarrassing you know, but the I, older I get. I want a little bit of emotion out of Stefanski. I, I want a little bit of like fire. Not not all the time. I don't want to run down the field yelling at fucking throwing his headset or whatever. But I'd like a, occasionally for him to like maybe just, just fucking let it go a little bit just to let him know, hey, look. Listen to me, motherfucker. Like you need to reverse Which, that play too. I'm sure behind the scenes he's like that, but I just feel like during the games it's not it's not helping anybody because most of the players, the, an NFL sideline is so fucking big. Like in 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 baseball, you're in one little dugout. Is it 100 yards? That's uh, not quite. It's like 60 ish. It's kind of <laughs> cut. Um, uh, but in 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 baseball, you have the dugout. The whole yeah. team's right there. Mm -hmm. In in basketball, you just have a tiny little bench. You have a fifteen man roster, whatever. Everyone's right there. So if a coach or a manager in basketball or baseball goes crazy, gets everybody fucking fired up because you're right there. You see it. You're right next to him. You can fucking hear everything that's happening. If Kevin Stefanski's chewing out the ref down here, and your defense is with the defensive coaches over here looking at tablets and everything, they're not seeing it. They don't right. care. Like yeah. you're not firing anybody up. If anything, they'll look up and be like. Oh, what happened? Like nobody saw it. It's yeah. not, it's not encouraging anybody yeah. yelling at the ref. What is that really going to get you? Do you think if you yell and bitch and moan, a ref's going to look at you and be like, you know what? You're, you're hundred percent right. I'm going to give you this call right here. Let me give you this. Like, gave, that it doesn't to, gave it to Harbaugh last week. Why not? And that was again, the refs really, I don't, I, I want the explanation for that. As Kyle said, I've yet to see anything from the NFL or give us a letter. Stefanski. Send the letter. Give I want to know the, what uh, the fuck happened. A we fucked up letter, please. All right, maybe, Mr. Maybe devil. The devil can answer that question. He probably knows. Mr. Devil. You got one last question. Why does that bitch Stefanski go for it on fourth down? He drafted a kicker, Kate York, and this dumb motherfucker leaves him on the bench. What the hell is he thinking? Is he asking to get fired? Stop going for it, bro. You're not Joe Staley. Ooh, all right, devil. That was kind of mean. Um, Joe Staley's kind of on the hot seat, too, so fuck you, devil. Um, 
yeah, he goes for it on fourth down, but we're an analytically driven team. Um, my understanding is that there are, there's, there's a brain trust that comes down and, and immediately gives information to Stefanski and tells him which play to call and going for it on fourth down from what I've seen. I don't understand how these, how these uh, graphs and shit work personally, but pie, I see them a lot. High graphs. No. Oh, okay. Poontang pie graphs. Poontang pie graphs. No, but th- there are people that will, they, they chart out and it'll, it'll be teams that go for it on fourth down when the right calls to go for it on fourth down where they're getting the information on why it's the right call. I don't know, but they have this formula that they follow. The Browns are one of the best teams in football for going for it and a situation that calls to go for it. So as long as they're following analytics, this is why I don't think Stefanski and I wanted to do this segment here with the devil and with Kevin Stefanski to tell everybody at home, this is the last time I will be defending Kevin Stefanski on this show until we have some legitimate data of him coaching a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson, because right now he's done it with Baker Mayfield. And again, the testament to Kevin Stefanski, I've used this a lot. And I, I like this analogy uh, or not even analogy, but I like this uh, explanation. He made most of the world argue if Baker Mayfield was a franchise quarterback, Baker Mayfield now cannot even get first team reps in Carolina. Kevin Stefanski had people in Cleveland wanting to pay him like you would pay a franchise quarterback. That's a testament to the coach. He has Jacoby Brissett, who when we initially got him, everybody bitched and moaned and said he's terrible. We need to trade for Jimmy G. We need to get any other quarterback than Jacoby Brissett because he's not the guy. He sucks. Jacoby Brissett has been the least of our worries as Cleveland Browns fans. The defense sucks. Special teams sucks. The offense, the fucking last thing I'm going to complain about is the offense. We're doing it with a lot of backups. We lost David and Joku for a few weeks. We're down Miles Teller, uh, Wyatt Teller. We're down, uh, obviously, our center. We, we uh, JC Treader retired. Nick Harris gets hurt. We're playing with a third string center, basically. Hasn't skipped a beat. Yeah, I'd... I have no complaints on offense. He's resurrected Amari Cooper's career. Donovan Peoples-Jones looks like a legitimate number two wide receiver, and he was a seventh-round pick. Kevin Stefanski on offense, I have zero complaints, everybody. So we're going None. to, this is the last time you're going to defend it, last time we're going to talk about it. I just don't want to have to keep doing it every week because I also, I am fully, wholeheartedly believing that those two in that picture are on the same page. Jimmy Haslam is on the same page, and Paul DePodesta are on the same page, that Stefanski is doing fine. They're going to get him as quarterback. The rest of the coaching staff don't think they're that safe. Yeah, no, because I agree. it's the results. Kevin Stefanski has put up <clears throat> results on offense, and he's the most winningest coach in Browns history since 1999. So how are fans mad at that? I don't understand it. Because Baker we, Mayfield, we won a Super Bowl, man. Give us a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield had one winning season in Cleveland, and fans wanted him to get a huge contract, a fucking statue. They love the guy. Kevin Stefanski was the head coach for all that. Gets zero credit. I don't understand. He got a statue. Fans. He got a very gigantic forehead statue. Yeah, it, Oklahoma. It looked like a fucking monster. Speaking of Halloween, <laughs> um, any closing statements from the Devil before? Yeah, he leaves Devil, us? we got to go. It's, this long distance is costing us a lot. So let's get one last word in from the Devil here. All right, bitches, I'm out. Maybe I'll come see you again after Deshaun's up here. J.O. went on everything. When you guys get out the fucking Lysol and wipe off his jizz from everything in Cleveland, maybe I'll swing by and say hello. Make sure this trade was worth it. Your souls for Deshaun Watson. Enjoy it, Browns fans. See you next year, bitches. I wonder how much that costs for him to call in. You know, just I'm just glad he didn't try to drag me to hell. I mean, I'd have been worried if he tried to do something like that. He's a fucking scary guy. He's a hellraiser. You know how that guy gets. Uh, thank you, Devil, for joining us. Um, well, if we get the Devil on Halloween, we got to get Santa Claus on Christmas. That could probably be arranged. I could make some calls. Yeah. I'm sure we know somebody. Get some ho ho hoes down our show. 
Speaking of making calls, you can call the Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning Service LLC hotline at 440-444-7251. Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC. They're the official hotline sponsor, Studio 2. Um, they've been cleaning their locally owned eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northwest Ohio, serving North Ridgeville and surrounding areas. You can reach, reach Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC at 440-752-1533. Uh, reach out and mention Redline Radio sent you and you get 10% off your first service. That was a smooth ass transition, my friend. Thank you. <clears throat> so the weather's dropping. It's getting a little chilly. It was warm last week, but the, you know, I got a hoodie on today. I got, I was like, I love wearing a good hoodie, but you know, who has some good hoodies that just came out Uh Redline radio, uh, Redline radio got those hoodies done, but by no one else other than incredible keepsakes. Uh, they do t-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. Incredible keepsakes can make and customize items for you. Uh, they, the official merchandise provider for Redline radio, LLC, um, give them a call 440-242-9648 and cherished moments are made to last forever forever as diane would say i want to shout out growing wings adult services they're the official sponsor of the state-of-the-art studio two that hosts us every week uh growing wings adult services has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities for more information call lisa 234-334-7547 I texted you the other night and said, hey, what's that bar out in Vegas? Because we're, we're trying, I'm two weeks away. I'll be in Vegas uh, the week of uh, November 8th through the 13th. And uh, it's the Rusty Spur Saloon. It's literally a five-minute Uber ride from my hotel where I'll be staying at. So I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go there. It's open 24, I didn't know, 24-7 it's open. That's crazy. I didn't realize it was. Um, it's Oh, that's Vegas for you, man. Shit yeah, doesn't close there. It's, it opens at 12 a.m., closes at 12 a.m. It's there all the time. Rusty Spur Saloon has been voted the biggest hole-in-the-wall saloon for the last two years. Uh, official sponsor. Can't wait to go in there, drink a MGD and Miller High Life, and um, enjoy myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love a good dive bar. Um, if you're ever at a nice dive bar, one cool thing that I look forward to are live bands. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you. I love them. And the official... Band. We will call Dan today at 440-225-0511. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think somebody told me that that number might be out of date. But uh, look them up on Facebook, nonetheless. Find them, check them out. Book Bad Juju for your event. Get them, go see them at a bar, travel with them. They tour all the time. They're doing fun shit. They look like they party. Uh, check them out, Bad Juju. Speaking of bars, some great places we've been to. We actually just did our live show, what was it now, three weeks, four weeks ago? Uh, over at Lucy Shenanigans Seafood Steakhouse. They're located in Broadview Road in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, great place. Uh, the stage was great. Big location. The food was amazing. Service was great. Beers, of course, always tasty. Uh, if you're in, in the area, check them out. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving the guests the best experience. Um, they have karaoke. I myself had a couple um, adult beverages and saying some karaoke that night. Uh, give them a call, 216-675-0013. And I believe we are due to go back there if we do go back uh, in December. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, I was under the other. Uh, I was under the weather last week, I should say, for Lee's live remote at Tattoo Therapy Inc. Uh, I really wanted to go, but as you can tell by my voice, it sounded. This is me at my best in the last seven days. Um, Beautiful pipes you got over there. I'm working on it, man. They're getting better. Honestly, I'm. I'm happy that my my voice has held up so far. Um, but Tattoo Therapy Inc. Go there and get your tattoo from Riley Chase. They're considered some of the most elite tattoo artists in Northeast Ohio. Uh, they just opened up a new gallery right next to the tattoo studio that's got art and all this stuff. That's where they were doing the broadcast last week. I watched it. Uh, looks beautiful. Go check them out. Uh, they're at the Greenbrier Shopping Center in Parma, Ohio. Give them a call, 440-747-7130. Uh, check them out. When you go to get a tattoo, uh, a lot of people try to – they don't breathe when they're sitting there. Don't do that. Be relaxed. Be loose. Um, 
The tattoo artists are really nice. They're going to talk you through it. They're going to tell you like, hey, are you ready? They don't just go ready or not and give you a tattoo. So go to go to Tattoo Therapy Inc. You're going to be in really good hands. Um, and of course, they hosted Money's Crazy Mind. They hosted a special edition of Lex Vegas last week. Uh, Money's Crazy Mind can be seen at regular time, 8 to 10 on Friday nights. Not always a Tattoo Therapy Inc. Also on Friday nights, the Grapevine. Grape was not able to be there on Friday night. That was a bummer. I was really looking forward to seeing him. Uh, but Saturday, I was able to get cheered up a little bit because you had comedies and cocktails with Jen Jen. You had too much information. Fourth and 15 did not go live next Saturday. I kind of missed them. Big fan of Melon Smooth. They're from two to four on Saturdays. Sundays, you've got Kevin Kwan, professional and professionals, three to five, medium ratchet from six to seven, and the Steel City running lates closing everything out. Um, Shock Dave isn't going to the Cavs game Sunday night. I would totally skip that show with how bad the Steelers are, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> just Therapy, Monday nights from 7 to 9. Tim Buck, too, our very own. What, what? Yesterday, I was trying to watch it every now and then. I was out to dinner with the wife, and she was like, why are you on your phone? We're on a date. And I'm like, I'm checking out my boy's show. Shut up. So I watched a little bit of Tim while I could. Uh, Broad Street South, you've got Gary Wenner on Tuesday nights. And then Wednesdays, of course, you've got us talking about balls. And you've got um, She Vibes. They're 8.30 to 9.30. I always forget their new time. I didn't want to fuck it up that time. You've got Lex Vegas at his normal time, Thursday, 7 to 8. Club Pizzle, 9 to 10. Broad Street South and Money's Crazy Soundtrack. All available at Redline Radio. Check them out on Facebook. New YouTube page. Um, I don't have a link for it or anything off the top of my head. Uh, just look up Redline Radio. Uh, Redline forgot- Media Group. Redline Media Group, that's it. I forgot the name of it. So they got a new YouTube page. Check that out. Give them a follow. And let's keep rolling with Redline Radio, everybody. Absolutely. All right, that was my that was ads. All right, you guys like those ad reads? I love those. We do, we I feel like we need those. to have like a, like a little call-in, call-out for the ad reads like um, uh, Jezelnik does in his uh, podcast. Yeah, that's not a bad idea because we know we do it every week. We should get like a song to, to end it. Um, that would be pretty badass. I'll, I'll, get, I'll make some calls. We'll see what we can do. Um... Now it's time for picks. We're going to kind of blow through, through these because we're running a little late. So let's get right to it. Um, I have gained a game on Kyle. Just one. Still I'm sneaking up. up like Michael Myers, creeping <laughs> up behind him, just not doing Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, week eight. Let's get right down to it. It is 64, 42 and one for JG, 69, 37 and one for Kyle. Giggity. At his age, this is probably the last 69 he's ever going to see. Let's be honest. (laughs) Thursday night football, we have a game that looks like it could have been a good one. Um, But at the same time, I really don't know what to make of it. It could be a great game or it could be a game for the birds. I don't know. We're going to find out. Speaking of birds. I was going to say, of course it's for the birds. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Uh, In Tampa, you've got the shitty Buccaneers hosting the Okay, average, beatable-looking Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion. This is a tough one, um, but I got to go with the better team and the team that is finding ways to win, and that's the Baltimore Ravens for me. Yeah, give me the Ravens. And how many more uh, movies do you have to check off? Because you have to get through them in this uh, picks here. I don't. I don't. I, my goal wasn't to get through all of them. My goal was just to say as many as I could. You got the birds. Uh, you got the birds. Check it out. I got the birds in there. I mean. I was thinking about that with the Ravens. The Ravens, there were a lot of choices. I could do the birds. I could talk about the Blair Witch Project because yeah, that was actually, that takes true. place in Maryland. So there's a tie-in and there's another movie, motherfucker. So look at how good that is. Uh, I actually got most of them, if I'm being honest. It's a good uh, night. But this game is, of course, uh, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. You know, it, it, it's not a day game. It comes at night. Uh, so that'll be tomorrow night on Amazon Prime. That's another horror movie. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's, we got to fly through these. Broncos and Jaguars, a shit game in London. You've got uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Did you hear he was doing exercises on the plane today? No. You didn't see that story? No. Uh-uh. So they flew to London, and while his teammates were trying to sleep, 
he was up in the aisle doing fucking like calf raises and shit. And he was stretching and like uh, doing uh, knee highs and stuff like that. He's such a weird motherfucker. Everyone's like jokingly saying that like the Denver Broncos team must fucking hate this guy. Like they just traded away their fucking future, gave him a huge contract. He sucks. Now he's keeping everybody up on the fucking flight to London and they're not winning. So it's not like it's like Tom Brady doing it. And you're like, all right, I'll, I'll, I respect this guy. It's fucking little ass. Russell Wilson got out of his booster seat to do some fucking knee highs, which knee high for him is like maybe to the armrest. Cause he's a little dude. Well, they can barely see him. So they don't know who's doing It's like top of the head doing it, yeah, but he's just shaking everything. And everybody was pissed off. They hate him. He was listening to Sierra on a boom box. Cause that's his wife. And he has to listen to her always. She told him it's in his contract. Um, Broncos and Jags, I really don't even know who to pick. Uh, personally, I'm going to go defense wins, and I'm going to go with Denver. I think they have a better defense. Ooh, nah, give me Jacksonville here, baby. All right. Uh, my my pick, I'm going to preface this, which I should have done last week. I changed it in our in our CBS picks. I did not change it for the show. Yeah. As soon as I found out Russell Wilson wasn't playing, I wanted to change the pick, but I was like, I'm not going to do that. But this week, I will preface if... Uh, Russell Wilson does not play. I will be picking the Jags. I want everybody everybody to have that on record. So it's Denver with Russ is what I'm writing down. And you're going Jacksonville. Yes. All right. Um, I'm slowly gaining ground. You notice it's a quiet place over there when it comes to Kyle this week. He's not talking as much shit. Um, ding, another one. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I wasn't gonna let him slither out of here without you know ding. saying that there's another one. Yeah, he you know. Once I take the lead, when the show ends, Kyle's going to be crawling out of here. It's a whole fucking thing. Bing. All right, I'm done. I got to move on. All right, Panthers and the Falcons. We got an a, uh, NFC South matchup. Uh, for me, this one's pretty easy. Give me the Falcons. I yeah. think they're the better team. I think the last week was kind of a fluke for the Panthers. I don't think they're going to have... Uh, Lightning's not going to strike twice in the same Yeah, give spot. me the Falcons in this one, too. So the dirty birds. And how about I pick first next, bitch? Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I wanted to go because I'm trying to make my comeback. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Bears and Cowboys. Kyle, take it away. Yeah, this is okay. So we'll easy. Give me the Cowboys in this one. Uh, I think the Bears went over the, the Patriots kind of a fluke. I don't see that happening two weeks in a row, especially against Cowboys at home. Cowboys all day. I agree. I think on the road going up against uh, Micah Parsons is going to have his fucking way with Justin Fields. I think this defense is better than the, the Patriots. So, yeah, give me Dallas. Next up, I'll let you go again. Uh, Miami and uh, against Detroit. Long as Tua doesn't kill himself this game, I think the Dolphins take this one against the Lions. I agree with that. Yeah, give me the Dolphins here. Uh, Lions suck. I, I'm surprised Dan Campbell hasn't been fired yet. As long as uh, I'm not saying Brown plays, I'm okay because that motherfucker he, killed me last week. He came out of the game. The, he, he it's their new the new protocol. He was taken out for concussion protocol, but was ruled to not have an actual concussion. So it was just a a sinister thing that happened. He had no business not being out there. Bing. Uh, I should have been playing. <laughs> uh, but you know, when, when that black phone rings on the sideline, they oh got to pick God. it up and answer and they got to suspend or they got to take him out of the game. Luckily though, uh, concussions aren't hereditary because his brother for Chicago had a really good game. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Hereditary. Got that one in there. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up, we have the Cardinals against the Vikings. I, I I wasn't going to try to get them all done, but because Kyle told me I had to, I'm like, fuck it, challenge accepted, dude. I'm going for it. Cardinals versus Vikings. Uh, give me the Vikings at home here. Yeah, I mean, in, in clutch games, Kyler Murray seems to be the invisible man. So I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. <laughs> I think I'm almost done. I've only got a few left. Uh, there has to be one on there that's going to be challenging. 
Honestly, no, I think I got them all. I mean, it's just, you got to wait Halloween. I'm everybody to be trick-or-treating. So I got that one. That's Monday night's game. Yeah, I'm good. I only got one left and that's going to be at the, uh, no, I'm sorry. I do have two, but I, I'll, I'll get it in before Halloween ends. Um, man, there it was. <laughs> the rate I am taking Minnesota as well. You have the Raiders and the saints. Uh, this is an interesting game. <clears throat> You have the Raiders who are trying to kind of find their identity. You've got the Saints who are treading water with a lot of injuries. Um, Winston's back, though, this week. They're not playing him. They already said Dalton's a oh, starter. Him? Yeah. Are you sure? I read it today. They said Andy Dalton will continue to start even with Jameis Winston healthy. Interesting. So with that being said, give me the Raiders. I think the Raiders are kind of finding themselves oh. right now. Coming off the bye week, I think they have a little bit more of an identity. They're running the ball. Um, I'm going with the Raiders. Man, they can't fuck me two weeks in a row, can they? Give me the Saints at home. A little differing, differing picks right there. Two games difference right now. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, Patriots and Jets. Uh, this one for me, give me New England. I think, like I said, Bill is going to fucking anger bang the shit out of this. He's going to show everybody again in the world why he's the best coach in football. He's going to make Robert Sala and Zach Wilson look like a little punk. Uh, fun fact, Zach Wilson has not thrown a touchdown since his opening day. Uh since his first game of the season against the Steelers, he has been basically he's the Baker Mayfield of the New York Jets. They're winning in spite of him because of Brees Hall having a huge rookie season. Defense has been playing well. Quarterback not asked to do much. Um, that all changes this week. James Robinson will be there. I don't think he'll be ready to play a lot because he's not going to know the playbook that well. So they're going to have to make Zach Wilson win the game. And that fucking dude sucks dick. So give me New England. <laughs> you're going jets i can tell by that give sinister, me the jets baby i can tell by that yes jets 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 and you got another one in there or they it was, already i already did sinister okay. but that would have been a better way for me to say it it fit but either way all right jets for kyle again let's see what happens here all right uh next up we've got a battle of phil of uh pennsylvania Steelers and Eagles. Steelers are two and five. They suck against the six and no Eagles. Bunch of Pretty cousins simple. are going to come together and make out for this game. So give me the Eagles. On this it's one. in Philly. So it's going to be the day. I think the World Series will be on Sunday also. And you're going to have the Eagles and a World Series game for the Philly. It's going to be fucking nuts. A bunch of poles going to get wet, uh, oiled in that city. Jesus Christ. I hate Philly, though. I've been there once. It was terrible. It's Everything smelled like piss. The I city stepped sucks. out of the airport once I was there just to step outside for a second. And it was horrible. And I stepped right back. Inside. I was there for a weekend. It was terrible. I'd never want to go back. Uh, Titans against the Texans, pretty easy for me here as well. Give me the Titans. Yeah, Titans in this one against the Tech. I don't know who Texas is right now, but I mean, it's... they're bad. Looks <laughs> like they're sellers. Uh, rumors, rumors are swirling that Larry Tunsil's on the trade block. Brandon Cooks is on the trade block. Uh, they're they're just they're they're looking for a draft pick for next year. They've got an extra pick from the Browns. They've got their own first round pick. They're in a rebuild phase. That's mm. all they are. Um, so yeah, give me. The give me the Titan Rodgers, and I think even old, decrepit Aaron Rodgers, as he is right now, is still a hundred times the quarterback that Sam Ellinger is. So, yeah, give me the commanders. Washington for both of us. Next up, you've got the battle of the NFC West 49ers at Rams. Two, three, and well, the Rams are three and three because they had a bye week, and the Niners are three and four coming off that embarrassing loss. Another week of practice for Christian McCaffrey. Is that going to be enough for the Rams coming off a of bye week? What are your thoughts? I literally don't have this game circled as well as the next game. I don't have it circled either. I put coin toss next to it. 
Um, I don't think I'm going to pick first here, but I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to go Niners. Yep, there we go. That's what I figured. These teams just played a few weeks ago, and that's when I learned the fun fact that the Niners are like 8-0 against the Rams in the regular season over the past couple of years or something like that. So I'm going to I'm gonna roll with that. Give me the Niners. And you said you're going with the Rams? Yeah, wow, this could be a big week. This is a big swing for one of us, or <laughs> or we're going to fucking even out. Um, next up, you have the Giants 6-1 and one against the Seahawks 4-3. and three. Could realistically be one of the better games of the week. I have coin toss next to this one as well. I know who I'm kind of leaning towards. Fuck, I don't even know. Give me... On a coin toss, I go home team. I'm going Seattle. Yeah, give me the Giants. All right. Wow, this is going to be huge. Uh, Packers, Bills, pretty simple here. Give me Packers. I think these next two games. I'm just pretty kidding. Give me the Bills. Here. <laughs> yeah, give me the Bills. There's 11 and a half point favorites. Yeah, this is the biggest spread against Aaron Rodgers in his career, if I'm not Fucking mistaken. Huge. No, no, that was Olivia Wilde. Yeah, she she spreads for a lot of people from what I hear. <laughs> All right. With that being said, that gets us to Monday Night Football. Uh, honestly, I don't have a ton to break down about this game. You guys have heard everything I can say. Uh, the key to victory here is going to be we need Denzel Ward. We need somebody to shut down Jamar Chase. The Bengals are essentially a one-dimension offense. They don't even bother running the ball anymore. You know they're going to pass. Um, but that offensive line starting to come together a little bit. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, they haven't really faced anybody that difficult. I mean, Atlanta's pass rush isn't good. Their defense isn't good. But they're doing enough just to give him a little extra time Excuse me. to get the ball out of his hands. And they're, sure. that's what I'm saying. They're not fully protecting him by any means. He's still getting sacked, but they're giving him a little extra time. Yeah, no, That's I mean, all he needs. We absolutely need Clowney and Miles Garrett to be at their A game, getting a, uh, excuse me, a ton of pressure. We need our secondary to... You can go gassy over Just there? try. I mean, yeah, a little bit. Want me a burp yet? Or I? I might need it. The devil <laughs> scared the, the gas out of me. Um, we might need, or we need the secondary to step up. They've got T. Higgins. They've got uh, uh, Tyler Boyd. They've got, of course, Jamar Chase. That that passing attack is no joke. And Joe Burrow's been killing it lately. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I, again, I said, until the Browns show me they can win, I'm not picking them again. So from, pretty easy here for me to pick Cincinnati. Uh, I hope it's not a blowout, but if it is, Bold prediction time. Oh, fuck, I didn't get my bold prediction. In. Did you think of one? Go ahead and guess yours. I'll think of one. Go my ahead. bold prediction is going to be the Browns get blown out and one of our coordinators gets fired, whether that's Mike Prefer or Joe Woods. Somebody is getting canned after this game because it's the bye week. They'll fire him right after the game Monday night or early Tuesday morning. The announcement will come out. And then that gives the team damn near two weeks to get the interim coach up to speed and everybody, you know, the alignment properly set up. So I think this is going to be the week. If there's, if there's, if they're going to make a statement and fire somebody, this is going to be, be the week to do it. So that's my bold prediction for the week is a, a coordinator, special teams or defensive uh, gets fired. It's a good bold prediction. I, I just, I, I forgot to think of when I apologize, but I'm going to stick with the same, same game. My bold prediction is that Kareem Hunt has more yards rushing this week than Nick Chubb does. And because they want to display him a little bit more uh, to potentially trade him the following day. All right. Both pick Cincinnati. I have an offensive or a coordinator, defensive or special teams get fired. And you have Hunt's Kareem Hunt more better yards than Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. 
All right, it's time for just the tip. We have reached that time of the show, everybody. Perfectly timed. Man. It's we brought not, that home. Not too bad. It's honestly because the Browns suck. There's really nothing to break down. There's nothing new that I can say this week. We're gonna go out there and probably get embarrassed against the Bengals. It'll be our first loss to Joe Burrow. It's gonna be a fun night though. It's trick or treat that night. I'm gonna get trick or treat. I'm gonna walk around and get drunk, uh, getting candy with my nephew. Then I'm gonna watch the Browns game, get more drunk, and be a, a good night. So, uh, I'm gonna watch people trick or treat. I'm gonna drink, watch the Browns lose, get sad cry in my beer and go to bed and then drink more and then yeah go to sleep it's gonna be classic browns game i go to bed drunk and sad here we go everybody all right uh just the tip of course we always start off with our boy timbuktu here he is i have no idea what he's plugging today but some buttholes my money is on a comedy show i'm glad you know how this works hell yes i do (laughs) (laughs) but i'm gonna be honest it's not really just a comedy show um i mean if anything I have a comedy performance a part of this show here. Um, this is the R Square Studio Presents Music Plus Media Showcase, which wow. is a costume party. Um, so they're going to have live music DJs modeling comedy, which is Damn. me. Um, and uh, also raffles. Uh, it's going to be did nice. You, did uh, you say you're modeling, Tim? I heard that. I am. I'm going to model a little bit. Yes, oh. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm fucking mad I can't be there. Yeah. Um, after I uh, do the grape show, grapevine, uh, that's every Friday. From six to eight, I will be heading straight there to the Indigo Lux, which is on Mayfield. It is four four five two Mayfield Road. Um, it is going to be a nice show. Uh, they are saying you should wear your best costume and join us. Um, join all our Cleveland artists with music, comedy, and modeling. The vibe will be original hip hop fusion. Um, it will pose for the camera, bring a friend, and kick back for a Halloween party. Um, it's going to be dope. I think it's going to be really dope. Um, you know, it's featuring uh, Sonic Boom, DJ Turbo City. I'll be like, Turbo! Uh, <laughs> What's your costume, Tim? Uh, I'm coming as a uh, a worker <laughs> from Cleveland Clinic. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, God forbid I get fired, but I'm going to just say I came <laughs> yeah, in yeah. as a uh, a fired worker from Cleveland Clinic. Hey, you're, you're a, <laughs> a, a Cleveland Clinic zombie. It's right. A, you're resurrected. <laughs> I like it. I will come in half dead. Uh, that would be kind of funny. Um, but it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty dope. Uh, the ticket include a free drink, a free head, professional headshot. Um, by by the media and the raffle raffles will also. Uh, the raffle is for a free uh photo and video shoot. So I think it's pretty dope. Um, to be able to offer these type of things to to people, um, that you know may need it for modeling or comedy or any type of thing, um, music. Uh, and the 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 music that we, that's normally at at the R squared events are pretty dope and it's pretty vast. It's like it's hip hop, it's rock. Um, I last show or the one show I did with them, um, they had a violin player. They had some great singers. So I know the show is gonna be just the same. Um, it's gonna be really great. Come out and have a good time. See some beautiful people in beautiful costumes, and you know, come out and be a beautiful person. That's, that's seriously that's badass i love when shows can mix like you said where they have rock rap they've got a little bit of everything. people playing violin they've got comedy that's amazing because the problem with a lot of shows is you go to like a festival or not a festival but like any type of event and a lot of it'll be the same exact thing so it's the same type of art whatever it is after each other so it kind of makes people burned out a little bit like you can only hear like if you go to a rock concert and maybe it's just me as i get older Every band, if they all sound the same, you kind of are like, all right, this isn't doing it for me. I like when there's a variety of like, oh, shit, that's an interesting band that's opening up or a comedy show. It's like, 
wow, his comedy is nothing like the the headliner. Like I like that when yeah. there's a mix of genres and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's great. So that sounds awesome. I, if I wasn't in New York, I'd be there for sure. That sounds badass. Yeah, definitely gonna be fun. Definitely New gonna be fun. York. All right, All right and Kyle. So who has enjoyed the House of Dragons show? Uh, the finale was fantastic. Really enjoyed the season. I'm pissed that we're going to have to wait probably a year or two, two years to get the next season. I'm hoping HBO kind of fast forwards a little bit because they know the popularity, but I'm not holding my breath. Well, when they fast forward, you get season eight of Game of Thrones. We know how that went. So, uh... Well, they fast forwarded without a script. This one, you can't really fuck up what's already been written. Yes. It's already there. So uh, Fire and Blood um is is the book that this show is based off of and so i started watching the first i think three episodes of this and i'm like fuck I, there's has to be so much more that the show is not touching on right now have you read this book not yet no so i i got the book and i i read through up until like the end of basically where the season ends at kind of mm -hmm. the story point basically where the civil war starts i've read cliff notes on the house of dragon right, story right and it's amazing i mean a lot more detail goes into you, a lot more character background, more character development in a book, obviously. Um, but I'm reading ahead now. I'm gonna I'm gonna read, I'm gonna finish this book and I'm gonna be ready for it in two years to see how they portray it in the show. It might take you that long to finish these books. George yes. R. R. Martin doesn't fuck around. <laughs> but it's an amazing book so far. Um, I almost want to go back and rewatch just to see episode one to kind of see some of this stuff, you know, kind of play out. But holy shit, you know, just uh the season ending of this the season was just to see it, it was more detailed description in the book, but to watch it live is like <laughs> it was it was good. It was fuck around and find out basically really good. what happened. But um I, I feel bad. I kind of it kind of makes you feel sad for the guy a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, but uh no, great book. If you if you are into that show, I recommend it, especially if you enjoy reading. Great book, check it out. It's it's worth the read. Um, and then you can probably continue on reading some of there's another book, The Dance of Dragons, too, which is at the end of the Game of Thrones series, which I'm sure you've read that, haven't you? In the Dance mm -hmm. of Dragons, yeah. yeah. That's another good book, too. So uh, check it out. Highly recommend it, especially if you like the show. It will connect everything together, and you don't have to wait two years to know what happens. Yeah, check that out. Fire and Blood is not just what comes out of my asshole after I ate Mexican. <laughs> it's also a really good book, so check that out, George R. R. Martin. All right. Uh, my Just a Tip this week is a movie that I just watched yesterday on HBO Max. I was kind of torn between what to pick. I wanted to do a horror movie for sure, and I watched a few um, uh, I won't I won't review the other ones. I'll save those for another just the tip, I guess. But uh, this week I wanted to do Barbarian, the new horror movie that just came on HBO Max. I've heard about this. Yeah. I've been wanting to see this for quite some time. It's been in theaters, but I've been kind of burned with uh, horror movies lately where I went and saw Halloween ends and it sucked. I hated it. I talked about it last week. I fucking hated that movie. So I spent money in a theater to see that. I was like, I'm not wasting money on another horror movie that is getting reviews and I hate it. I'll be pissed. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll wait. And uh, ironically enough, yesterday was my wife and I's uh, three-year wedding anniversary. So we were going to go to, we went to dinner and we were going to go to a movie. We were going to go see Smile at at the theater. And right before we left the house to go to dinner, I saw an, a, an article from a horror thing I follow. And they were like, Barbarian is on HBO Max today. I was like, oh, fuck. So I looked at Tara and I'm like, what do you say we don't go to a theater? We come home and watch Barbarian on HBO Max because I really want to see that. And she's like, actually, that's a good idea. I want to see that too. So we watched it. I loved it. Um, it's original. It's got a really good cast. Uh, it's got Justin Long. It's got Bill Skarsgård, who played It, uh, Pennywise in It. Um, What's it about? It is about a woman who books an Airbnb, and she goes to stay, and it's in this rundown area of Detroit. And she goes to the front door, and Bill Skarsgård answers. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Why are you in this house? I booked this on Airbnb. And he's like, I booked this house also. 
like they confirmed everything. Uh, so you get this vibe of like something's off. Why are they both there? What's really happening in this house? Uh, he says, why don't you take the bedroom? I'll sleep on the couch. We'll wake up. We'll figure this out with the owners and all this. And she's like, okay. So she locks the door, goes to bed, wakes up in the middle of the night. The door's unlocked and wide open. And she's like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? And Bill Skarsgård's sleeping on the couch. She can see him through the door. So she's like, who the fuck opened up this door? And the next day she investigates the house a little bit more. There's more to the house than meets the eye. There's some extra shit in the basement. Um, and then you fast forward or you don't fast forward. You jump to a different time, not timeline, but a different storyline. And another character, Justin Long is also in the movie. And he is playing the actor that I was mentioning earlier in the, yeah, in the episode. Yeah. And he's going through some shit. He needs to make some money. Turns out he owns that property. So he goes there to check out the property. He's going to try to flip it. He needs to make some cash. And he too learns about this secret shit going on and what's really happening in, in, in the basement of this house that he owns and unbeknownst to him, what's really going on down there. Uh, really fucked up movie. Uh, good jump scares, good plot, original. Uh, the cast is fantastic. A lot of things that I thought I was on the right track of what's happening. Fucking, I was completely wrong. Out the window, huh? Completely wrong. Uh, it, it does that a lot of times where you're kind of like, oh shit, this is definitely, this is what's happening. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I did not see that coming. <laughs> really good, good twist. Nice original horror movie. I was really, really a big fan of this one. I'm, I'm probably honestly going to watch it again really soon. So check out Barbarian. It's on HBO Max. I loved it. Uh, one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. So check it out. I put it on the list to watch this weekend. It's very good. Um, it came out on my birthday. August 31st. Yes, it did. And it just hit HBO Max. So if you want to watch it, if you have HBO Max or you, you know, if you do illegal streaming, which I'm all full support of, uh, it's, there's going to be good copies of it. Do people uh, still illegal stream us? I do for some things. I actually did an illegal stream of uh, Terrifier 2 the other day. Oh, really? Because I really wanted to see it, but I didn't. It's not playing in any theaters over here. And like, I didn't feel like fucking around with that. So uh, I watched a stream of that. That might be a review for later. We'll see. Um, with that being said, I want to say thank you to Dave, our mutual friend who made that intro for us. Uh, we're going to get the audio situation figured out. And I know it's not Halloween, but it is only going to be two days removed. So we'll play that intro again next week. Hopefully the audio will be working. And I'm going to get on Dave and Lee and tell them I'm fucking, I'm refusing to pay. I'm refusing to pay my monthly fee. If you guys don't get this fucking audio thing figured out, what am I paying for? This is me being stubborn. Um, all seriousness, I'm sure it'll work itself out. We'll be fine. Um, I actually, but, I agree with you. I'm not paying. We'll, 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 when Dave, when, when Lee sends out that message where he wants everybody's payments, we'll be like, make my fucking video have sound, Lee. And then we'll, we'll then we'll talk turkey. Bring okay? your henchman to my house and kneecap me. We'll oh, I forgot to check that off. So that was my final one I needed to say. Barbarian. Got yeah, it. Well, you worked that one in. Yeah. I knew it was coming. So ladies and gentlemen, I hit horror movie bingo. Yay. I did it. This was just honestly a fun thing I was going to try to do without anybody knowing. But then I, I think it's funnier that everybody knew. Um, but shout out to Dave for making that video for us. He did a great job. He did it literally this morning. Um, I mean, could you imagine what he could do if he had more time to actually? I, I reached out. Something? I was honestly like, "Hey, take our our sound and take out the Cavaliers clips and like the sports clips. Just put like slashers, put Michael Myers, put Jason, etc." I'm like, "Just do that if you don't mind." And then all of a sudden, he just sends me these things, and he's like, "Well, I did. Here's option one. Here's option two. Just something I toyed with." And I'm like, "Dude, you didn't have to do all that. Like, I was trying to keep it really easy for you." He's like, "No, it's fine." And he played him, and I'm like, so at first he did the one where it's flashing the blood, and then the next one he showed me was the one where it looked like you just put in a VHS tape. And I said, can you flip those, start it like a VHS, and then have it go into everything? He's like, I could do that. And I'm like, if I find some music, could you put that on there too? He's like, yeah, just 
find it on YouTube. Make sure, because uh, I, I don't want anything copywritten. So I'm like, I got to find copyright free music. He's like, yeah, go ahead. And I found him a clip I really loved. I'm like, started at 44 seconds to this point. And he played it. He's like, dude, that's fucking perfect. That's such good music. That's awesome. So we worked really well together. Got it all done today. Um, he did a great job. So I want him to, I want the work to be to be heard and seen. So we'll play that again next Dave, week. Dave, a.k.a. Sean. But happy Halloween, everybody. Go yes. Browns. Uh, be safe this weekend. On behalf of everybody you're talking about balls, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Take care, everybody.